M-I-C-A-H Beats Welcome, welcome, welcome to Just Therapy, where we talk about life with a comedy twist, with your host, comedian Sean Boyd, Antonio Ferguson, and Miss KT. We talk about a whole bunch of shit from politics to people actually taking shits. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the therapy session. Man, this be dope. Make a motherfucker want to rap. I can't rap, man. Hold on, here we go. I can't rap. I really can't. But come sit down on the couch with us. Man, I can't rap. Come to the couch. Enjoy the show. Let's go. Yeah. Mm. What? <laughs> Just another day. On the couch, talking about all the problems of today. Welcome back to another episode of Just Therapy. It's another beautiful Monday evening, y'all. And I'm on one already. Let's go. Woo-hoo. Oh, I got the light on me. I'm looking a little bright. I'm still dark as shit, man. I'm just, you know. When the sun, like my, my job and then umping, I'll be dark as fuck in the summertime. I swear I do. I'll be a whole different shade. If y'all can see the tan line, that shit crazy. Like, <laughs> like that's two different shades right there, motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, man. Y'all know it's your host, comedian Sean Boyd. We in the building. Thank you again for coming to the couch with us tonight. I got my man, Tim Buck, two behind the ones and twos. What's up, Timmy? Not much, man. You know, nice little Monday at the job. You know how it was. Man. Hey. It's good. It's good. Hey. It's good. It's great. That's what's up, man. That's good shit. That's good shit. The mics is working good this week. We lost like 10 minutes last week. That shit was crazy. (laughs) (laughs) On Spotify, you ain't think we lost nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I spliced that shit up so good. That shit was was some work. Uh, My co-host is running late, but I have a special guest in the building. I'm excited. Oh, I am excited. Oh, excited. I don't know the song yet. It was a song I was thinking of. But I'm it's so just... excited. There you go. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm and not... I just can't hide it. Yeah, he's got yeah. it. Oh, 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 oh. No, no. That ain't it. That ain't it. That's something different. All right. I got a crazy guest, good friend of mine, funny as fuck, the talented comedian. Is it host or co-host? Co-host. Co-host of the Alan Cox Show. Mary Santora is in the building on the couch on the therapy. Let's go, just therapy. Let's go. Hello. Let's go. Uh, hi, everybody. Thanks for having me, Sean. Excited to be here. Oh, I'm excited that you finally were able to was able to make it to the couch. I've been trying to get you on this on the show, but you've been busy. So yeah, Mondays are hard because I usually travel all weekend. So yeah, Monday is usually like my reset day. Yeah, I get so, it. So yeah. I get I'm it. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I used to be like that all the time before little mama came around. And, mm-hmm. and now it's like, uh, I can go when I can go. <laughs> well, you know what, dude? Honestly, if I'm like, I'm off all summer. I just moved in with my boyfriend who has a six-year-old. So uh-huh. I, I took most of the summer off because I'm like, I got to be around. You know, yeah. this is the first summer living there. We got to figure out a unit right, <laughs> you right, know i can't right. be gone every weekend for that that's what's up but um if covid taught us anything comedy's not going anywhere 
No, it, it, it's it not. survived the it pandemic. You can take some time off. You're, You're right. gonna be okay. You're you know, right? I'm not yeah. taking time off. I'm but just, you know what I mean. You don't I'm have to be out every. When I can. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to no, be out every weekend. Definitely, definitely. And my co-host is in the building, Miss KT. And this bitch, what's going on, sis? What's going on, bro? Shit. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> I blame me. As soon as I showed up, so like, kind of energy you bring in here. As your ass <laughs> that is hilarious. Uh, what's going on? Why? <laughs> I've been bringing the ghost of couch pass with me, though. I don't know who that was. Yeah, I mean, that, the, the ghost of nigga pass. I mean, that, that's all <laughs> uh, the ghost of nigga pass. The lights when they came back on. Them, them stay off at least two weeks. <laughs> It doesn't come back in three minutes. It's oh, not a quick out and back. Oh, um, that's what your mom said. Hey, go and get them candles out the drawer. Right? Just a little tea light. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. We'll be back. So, uh, yeah. All right. Um, yeah. So, um, we're back. Hopefully, you guys can hear us. We got some couchers in the building already. Um, Ashley T is in the building. Oh, Shonda Watson. What's going on, girl? Glad you uh, actually tuned in live. She always listens on Spotify. And uh, she said Mary was one of her favorite people. So oh, she, hey. That's so, what's up. Um, so she's tuning in. What's going on, Shonda? And then uh, Fry Peggy, but I believe it's Peggy Fry, uh, is on the couch with us. So thanks for joining us on the couch. Yeah. Miss KT, you weren't that late. That's cool. <laughs> Late enough to bring the lights out of like listen. <laughs> they like, oh, okay, y'all don't acknowledge that she late. Let me flick some oh, shit off. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Just make an entrance. That's all. I mean, you know, <laughs> something slight. That's a hell of an entrance right there. I mean, I bring the lights to the power with me, you know. The lights <laughs> and, the power with you. <laughs> and the internet. I mean, everything. <laughs> oh man, yes, but we got Mary Santora on the couch with us. Um, you said. Uh, Mondays are usually hectic for you. They're usually of, my like reset day because okay. I travel on Sundays and then right. I get home and unpack and do all that. So usually Monday is like laundry and I'm doing everything from the road and rewatching tape and just kind of like getting back into my routine for the week, making breakfast, going grocery shopping, all that oh, kind of okay. shit. Oh, so you be making breakfast for them in the morning? <laughs> I, my boyfriend is a garbage man, so he leaves oh, at like shit. five in the morning. Yeah. But I like to do it for myself just to have like a routine because everything's always so hectic traveling and shit. So okay. when I am home, I like to have a routine. All right. He don't, he don't work for the people that we was advertising for, do I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I just won't talk shit, just in case. <laughs> no, you cool. I don't think they, I don't think they watch the show. So. They just they just getting their advertise on. <laughs> Timmy, do they watch the show? We can blame it on Timmy if they do. There you go. <laughs> I don't know. You like I don't know. Uh, <laughs> oh shit! Let's get into it. Let's get into it, Mary. So, uh, how long have you been going comedy? Ten years. Just hit ten years in February. That's right. That's right. Yeah. When I started, Sean was like the dude. Sean was the guy. We I would go down to Kent and he'd be like ripping up all the shows and shit. And you were doing the road. And I remember looking at you like, I'm gonna be like him one day. <laughs> <laughs> one day they were really oh, hard at me, just like Sean was. <laughs> That's what's up. I appreciate it. Well, appreciate for real, it. you were like one of the only comics I knew at the time who was getting paid to do it. And I was yeah. like, Oh my god, you can get paid. Like this, because yeah. when you first start, you don't know anything, you know, no, it's, it's uh-uh. crazy. 
And I remember when I first started, um, this one dude was like, man, you should be getting paid for this shit. I'm like, dude, like this is literally my first time on stage. Like, it's just meant to be God to make it happen. And, mm-hmm. you know, he made it happen That's real great. fast, actually. So something about the name Jesus. Hey, always. <laughs> and um, so I just started hitting the road quick, man. I, it's, it's funny because, like, Marcus was saying that. Uh, Marcus Martin. You yeah. Know, okay. Yeah, uh, we had him on nah, three weeks, three, four weeks. I don't remember. He he was just on though, but uh, he had said the same thing. And I was like, I didn't even look at it that way on um, people like looking to me like, oh, this motherfucker doing it. I was just, well, because you were at that point. I mean, this I started in 2012. Right. So I don't know how long you had been doing it. Oh, nine. I started. Yeah. So you'd been doing yeah. it a few years. You kind of had it under your belt. Yeah. You knew the circuit. And then when we're coming up, you were one of the people who are like, okay, if I just watch what he does, then I can figure it out. You know? <laughs> but you're also a great guy, you know, right. like you're super personable and I real funny. It. And yeah, so you're I not gatekeeping or holding back no, information or shit. Yeah. Nope. Nope, Cause you're like it all. sucks, so here you go ahead and try. <laughs> 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 this shit's miserable. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. it, it's fun, but it's challenging. That it bitch is. can be harsh, but she can be so sweet to you and then stab you in the back the next yeah. second. Second, so. <laughs> Someone in the auto bar store oh, testifying. Shit. Right, right. So, what made you actually get into comedy? So, I was in college at the time, and there was a um, student stand-up comedy con- competition at okay. the University of Toledo. And okay. a girlfriend of mine was like running it, and she was like, "Hey, we only have ten spots, and there's nine guys and no girls. Like, do you want to try it?" Because she knew I liked stand-up, and I would go watch it and, right. and stuff like that. And I'd always wanted to try it. And then when she brought it up, I was like, "Okay, I'll commit to this." You know, that was in like December, and it was in February, so I had a few months to prepare or whatever. But right. yes, yeah, finally taking that plunge. But so it was wait, awesome. So a con- well, a contest was your first time too, right? My first time was a contest. Yeah. Nice. At, it, but it was just at my college. So it was right. wasn't like a bringer show at a bar where there's nine mm-hmm. people. Or a comedy club where right. you're bring everybody. Yeah. Exactly. There was like four hundred people in the student oh, union. Shit. Right. So like I smashed. I was nice. like you can't you can't not do well in front of your like exactly who your audience is yeah it was all kids that were my age doing the same shit you're talking about drinking and dating and you know it's all gonna do well so from my first time i was like i'm amazing like clearly look at all these and then (laughs) you know you get that like fake ego about you right and it wasn't until i started doing bar shows where i was like oh there's what bombing is (laughs) (laughs) okay that's fine then i guess if that's part of it you know so that's funny did you win no, I didn't. Um, there's a comedian. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no. yeah, wouldn't that be easy though? I could just say that. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll admit that I wasn't good enough. Oh okay. no, there was a, a comic named Brad Wenzel. I don't know if you know him. He's done Conan a few times. He lives oh, out in shit. LA. Okay. He had already been doing stand up like two years at oh, that so point. And he did yeah. yeah. So he already knew how to do like contests and shit like that. And right. so he ran away with it. Nice. Everyone else was like kids we were like students it was our first time but right, he was right. like an actual co- comic so yeah. oh okay that went yeah. to the school yes so mm-hmm. he cheated yes yeah, okay it was yeah. <laughs> it was uh stacked in his favor for sure the deck was stacked pretty Did you check his birth certificate right right <laughs> like little league baseball right. and shit. <laughs> <laughs> that motherfucker ain't 13 that motherfucker 16 he was on 22 jump street <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Oh shit! You said he was a grown ass man, like, grown ass man going back to school. He's like a road working comic. He's been doing it thirty five years. Oh shit! That sucks. That's funny. What was the prize? Like, did he? 
Did you got, car prize? You got a hosting weekend at the Toledo Funny Bone. And oh, then you sure. also had um like rocket dot like your campus money on your campus card. Yeah. It was like fifty bucks or hundred bucks or something like that. So you could use it like the student union or the cafeteria or whatever. But that was so funny. I was just thinking, like, what if you want a meal plan? You get a buffet. You get some free meals, fucking college kids. Right. Say, you know, in college, that's all they want. They like listen. We know y'all hungry. Right. Hell yeah. And we know you can't afford it. Yeah. <laughs> That's not like jail. <laughs> no, no, jail, they feed you. Yeah, they don't make you pay for it. Yeah. You don't get to like you commissary. Yeah. <laughs> I got holes in my commissary, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Little Debbie, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's the holes in your commissary. <laughs> That's the holes in that's why when Sean tells someone they're looking like a snack, he means it. <laughs> I, I don't think, I, you know, I don't think I've ever said that to somebody before. <laughs> they're looking like a snack? No, I don't think I have. That sounds a little creepy to me. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, dude, look right. looking like a snack. Right, right. Like, is nah. he diabetic? <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Am I a good snack or right. a healthy snack? Oh, right, they're like, like oats. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Am I a jar of gift that's going to be called? Right. 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 I just heard about that shit too today. I was like, mm -hmm. oh, shit, let me tell Ashley T. Like, do you got some gif in your cupboard? You might want to look at that shit. Because we was just talking about salmonella poison. Because uh, that's what Gigi fell down with, right? Yeah. Oh, this shit? Yeah, that's what she was sick from and shit. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was going around and shit. So it might have been the peanut butter, TJ. Peanut butter. Yeah, it might have been the peanut butter. It's the only time I've ever been proud of my boyfriend from buying off-brand. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's not Giant Eagle brand. We're fine. <laughs> None of that name. Listen, the craziest thing, I was just in Acme, oh, bought the big jar of Jif, oh. went home, opened the Jif, started eating it, seen the recall. I'm like, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> here's my luck. Like, mm -hmm. damn. But I normally save 38 cents to get the cheaper one, but right. no, I wanted to splurge. Yes, oh, you're <laughs> Just to get recalled. So bullshit. That is fucking hilarious. Too damn funny. Oh shit. So that's when you started. Uh, uh -huh. what made you actually like just get into it? Was it the peer pressure of not having a girl for the contest or like well, not even peer pressure, but it was just suggested. I had always talked about it, uh -huh. and then she was like, Well, here's a chance to do it. So do and it. so I yeah. did it. And then after that, I did a comedy class actually okay. um in Toledo. So I okay. was um going like weekly and we had like writing sessions and open mics and uh -huh. stuff like that. And then I did that for a few months and then I moved back to Cleveland and then just kind of started working. The open mics and showcases around here. So yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. nice. was the comedy class accredited? <laughs> no, <laughs> Actually, it was the the guy who used to be a writer for Jay Leno. His name was Chili Chalice. He's dead now. But um, yeah. no, rest in peace. Rest man. in peace. Hey, yeah, Chili was hilarious. Yeah, we knew Chili. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so Chili. he was around forever. Him, him and his son, man. Yeah, uh, uh, Theo, I think was his son's name. Thaddeus. Right? Thaddeus. Thaddeus. Yeah. So yeah. they um. Funny as fuck. 
Yeah, so he ran a class up in Toledo, and yeah. so I took that. And yeah. then um, you kind of get your bearings, and you go to Mike's, and you baby bird it, you know, and you're out nice. on your own. So. That's yeah. what's up. Yeah. So did you ever go to, like, to the Bowling Green one? The mm-hmm. Grumpy Dave's? Grumpy Dave's upstairs. Yeah. yeah, I did that. I did. I've done everything. Every okay. shitty show in the Midwest, I've, I've done that at some point. Because it's just... When you're starting out, you don't know any different. You're right. like, yeah, I'll drive five yeah. hours one way for no money for and no money. in three minutes. Why yeah. not? Yeah. <laughs> like, I at least had to get five. I'm like, I'm not driving that far unless I'm getting five. Right. Like, most yeah. of the time, it was five to ten minutes. Mm-hmm. If they gave me ten minutes. I was like, motherfucker, I'm on my way. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> and then I'll give you ten minutes and a beer. And you're like, oh, I'm on my way. Okay. Three hours, three and a half hours, or I'll be there. Right. Yeah, that's the only way that I knew how to do it because people ask me all the time, like, how do you get started on the road? I was like, um, I didn't make money for like nine of the 10 years. Driving my ass out trying to meet people. No, I know that's a joke. It was like four. (laughs) It's a long time. Listen, the grind is real. A lot of people don't understand that grind is crazy. Like, we used to fucking travel. You have to. I remember me and uh, Milton Wiley, we went to... Uncle uh, Milt. Yeah, we went to <laughs> Indiana and then Michigan doing fucking free shows. Like, yeah. literally made a road trip out of that yep. shit and just putting your name out there. And then if they like you, motherfuckers will call you back. Well, and, and that's the thing, you know, when you do it and they give you 10 minutes and you yeah. smash, they're yep. going to be like, all right, can you do 15? And even yep. if you can't, you're like, yep. yep. <laughs> I sure there. can. Uh, absolutely. I'll figure it out. Yep. I'll you know, slow this joke down for right, a little bit. Right. Right. <laughs> Hopefully I get a laughter so I can take a pause break, take a sip of water, <laughs> drag that bitch out. Hell yeah. That's what's up. So uh who was one of your biggest inspirations in comedy? Before like before I started? Yeah. Mm, I loved Brian Regan. Okay. He was so physical and he's still mm. one of the best. I, I love him so much. Right. Uh, Brian Regan was great. Dane Cook was actually one of the first comics I ever listened to. Okay. And I was like 12 when he put out his first album. So that right. was like my introduction to stand up comedy was like a good looking young man who was uh-huh. like, he's a maniac on stage. He's like very physical and right. loud. And as a 12 year old girl, I was like, oh my God, this is me. Like, I can totally do this. Like, I love <laughs> Dane Cook. Uh, Dane Cook and Brian Regan were probably the two earliest. And then after that, Cat Williams released that special my senior year in high school where he's wearing the green velvet suit. Okay. I don't know. Pim Chronicles. Pim Chronicles, yes. And I remember just me and my friends, I would watch it on repeat because that was like early days of YouTube. Yeah. And I would just watch it over and over and over again. And um, after that, then you kind of start to dive in a little bit more. And then in college, I started going to comedy clubs and just watching because they were like 18 and over. Yeah. But Brian Regan and Dane Cook were like first. And then the second wave was like Cat Williams, Kathleen Madigan. Okay. I don't know if you know who she is. She's super, super funny. She's from St. Louis. Okay. Um, but yeah. Yeah. All right. So. What, what about now? Now it's tough. Like I work with Dan Cummins a lot. I don't okay. know if you know who he is, but he has a really popular podcast called uh, Time Suck. So, Time Suck. Yes. Yeah, so okay. it's kind of like, um, it's not true crime or anything like that, but he takes a topic and does like a really deep dive on it. It could be anything. It could be like the Dahmer party one week, and then it okay. can be like some historical event the next week, and then it can just be a person or whatever, you know? So he uh, he does a deep dive on it and then like puts the information back out there. And so his podcast blew up. So he's selling out everywhere he goes and he takes me with him. Like we just had nine shows in Salt Lake City last week. Nice. Yeah. So he's fantastic. And he lives in Idaho. 
So that's okay. one of those things where I'm like, he travels all over the country, selling right. out shows everywhere, and he doesn't live in New York or LA. Nice. So that's super inspiring to someone like me, yeah, you know, yeah. being in Cleveland. Right, right. Like, I don't, I don't have to leave. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So he's up there right now for sure. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's one thing about comedy. Like, if you don't want to leave, you can still get to almost any place in the world. You know what I'm saying? And I think that uh, the pandemic helped with that a lot with yeah. people doing Zoom the shows Zoom and shows, shit. Yeah. I met more people from LA and New York over COVID than I think I ever would have because uh -huh. we were all forced to have to yeah. meet each other, you know? So Right. So how, how many Zoom shows did you do when the, <laughs> Man, when the COVID Man, I, I did a bunch. Really? I was doing like one a week at least. Really? Yeah. See, I was so scared to do that fucking shit. I'm like, how am I gonna just look at a fucking computer mm -hmm. and just talk to pretty much myself? It was uh, definitely an adjustment, and yeah. it's a big ego check. Yeah. Because you feel definitely. like you're bombing the whole time. Everybody's oh, muted. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's muted. Yeah. You're just looking. You're hoping that you can see someone smiling. Like right. it was. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was. Um. It was definitely tough. Like very happy to have live shows come back. Hell obviously. yeah. But, yeah. I did two shows. I did one. The first one I did was with uh, uh Dwayne Duke. Okay. You know Dwayne. Yeah. Duke. Yeah. I love Dwayne. Guy. I, I've been trying to get his punk ass to come to the show. But... <laughs> He's so busy. But, he, um, he travels a lot. No, I yeah. know he does. I know he does. But um, so that was the first one I did. And I was telling uh, some of the people I knew, I'm like, hey, I'm doing a Zoom show. You can, you know, watch and tune in. So I had like nine people, mm -hmm. you know, tune in on Zoom and shit. So I was like, so before the show started, I was like, y'all motherfuckers can unmute your mic just, you know, so I can hear the laughter. Yeah. You know, and that helps. It definitely and, did. And it got me in that groove, and I'm in the fucking room sweating and shit. And yeah. In front of in front of the fucking computer with a light behind <laughs> me, a light in front of me and shit. And it was it was it was pretty cool. And then I did another show on Zoom for like you definitely uh, needed both of those lights. I know I needed both of those lights, fucker. Uh, it was like for the Indiana uh, Democratic Caucus. Oh my god! And that was the same morning I was going to Indiana that night. Yeah. And I took Miss KT with me, but I did a Zoom show that morning at like eleven o'clock in the fucking morning. Oh wow! And so I'm doing the show, and then next thing you know, I hear my uh, daughter at the door talking about daddy. Oh no! Yeah. See, that was the thing. My I was babysitting my niece one time, and she was like trying to put her hands in. I'm like, I'm literally working. Like you can't be doing. Right now, yeah. yeah, but with her, it was no uh, stopping. It was literally, uh, sorry, y'all, hold on real quick. So I got yeah. her, I got her, my, I got her sitting <laughs> on me, and luckily it was a clean show. So I got her sitting on my lap, and I'm finishing the fucking show. What else are you gonna do? You know, I, I had to keep going. I had to keep going. They probably loved that though. I think they did. You're a family man. Yeah, it was yeah. cool. It was, it was definitely a good time. So. Uh, Tails on the ground in the building. What's going on with you, fam? I see my sand, uh, my favorite sand nigga, heads in the air is in here. Nick, Nick Jabor, you know Nick from the Funny Stop. Used to be the bartender there. Oh, maybe, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Nick Jabor, that's my guy right there. So when you started traveling, right? When mm -hmm. you started getting paid to travel, what like? Were you just featuring first? Were you, did you go straight mm -hmm. to headlining? Well, I didn't do much hosting on the road. Okay. I'm trying to think. I traveled a lot to do guest sets. Uh -huh. So when it when it came to club work, when I felt like, you know, you got that real solid five to seven where yeah. I'm like, I'm comfortable with this. I can do this front and back. Like, this is a good representation. I would ask comics that I knew to do guest sets with them. And mm -hmm. I, again, you're driving five yeah. hours or whatever mm -hmm. in hopes, yeah. right. In hopes that they, the club will bring you back paid. Yeah. So a couple places brought me back for host work. Um, I didn't start featuring until consistently like 20, probably 16. Okay. 
And I was doing a lot of funny business stuff, which mm-hmm. is like a booking agency in the Midwest. And yeah. sure you're familiar with them, yeah. but for people who are listening, they're like, they do like one nighters at bars yep. and casinos and things like that. So that was like my real first experience with featuring. And I actually got with them after doing a festival. I did Laugh, Laugh Fest in Grand Rapids. Nice. So I did that. And then that's their festival that they put on. So right. they saw me there and then they had me work for them. And so I kind of worked my way up with them. Mm-hmm. And then it's almost like when people see someone else take a chance on you then they're more comfortable but it's getting that first chance so when other people saw me featuring like oh okay she can feature right and then when other people saw me headline okay she can headline you know so because people be scared like can they really feel the time are they really that funny right 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 yeah yeah. definitely so yeah it starts with the the showcasing and then the one-nighters then you work into clubs and Mm -hmm. it's it's a very long 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 process so (laughs) It really is. You know, I'm it doing really it 10 is. years and I'm just, I'm still featuring for guys like Dan or David uh-huh. Tell. And then I'm headlining smaller rooms. Like I was at Wiley's in Dayton this past weekend headlining. So like, right. you know, featuring the big A clubs yeah. with the big A liner uh, headliners <laughs> and then featuring the small or headlining the smaller rooms myself. Right. So, you know, it takes time. But It does. How, how's it working with David Tell? He's great. That motherfucker's funny. He's so funny. I mean, yeah. he's been funny yeah. for, for 30 years. Yeah. You know, yeah, he's fantastic. And he's like the sweetest guy ever. He treats everybody super well. Yeah. Like, I mean, from the seater at the club, the waitresses, the yep. other comic, everybody, he's super, super respectful and brings in pizza for the whole staff and candy. And he's, uh-huh. you know, he's a killer on stage. He's got fantastic nice. audience. So, yeah, it's really, really good. I'm going to start bringing food for everybody because I do all the yeah. other stuff, but not bringing food. Like, Plus, I don't eat pizza, but <laughs> you don't eat pizza. Well, I, I eat it without cheese. I eat it without cheese. I'm allergic to milk, so I got to do cheeseless pizza. Uh, I don't think the staff would like cheeseless pizza, but I like most food. of the time. I mean, of course, you <laughs> like food, but most of the time they got a kitchen, so it's like yeah, but it's something like yeah, yeah it's you something, can do it at the end different. of the weekend, yeah, yeah. so that way they don't have to order you know nachos or whatever right, i keep right. fucking with my headphones because my head is so small no that's okay that when i look when i wear them the regular way they like <laughs> fall right off my head so i'm like, like trying, a visor and shit. i'm trying to figure out a way to get them to stay but i got a really little head so like, <laughs> it is i had to buy like the smallest ones I, they had for radio and right. so it's like this one's all Act up backwards, whatever. That's funny. That's a good. That's a you good. You keep looking at me. I'm like, I'm trying. I'm, I'm okay. struggling. My hair is in my eyes. I'm sweating. There's so much happening right now. <laughs> I'm just used to looking at somebody when I'm talking to you. Want me to just sit? No, 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 no. I'm self-conscious about it because I keep fucking with them, and I'm like, I'm gonna explain myself. Oh, you're fucking about to. Right. It's fine. No, but that was a good transition because that was the next thing I was going to uh, talk about is how was that transition to radio? How how did that even come about? Because I've never heard up to that radio? story. Yeah. Oh, so um, I was. Uh, obviously I had done Bill Squires, one of the co-hosts on the Alan Cox yep. show. He's a comedian, obviously yep. known him forever since mm-hmm. I started. Right. And they did the Alan Cox show comedy tour every year, which is um, comedy shows. And so I would, uh, perform on that i think 2014 or 15 was my first year and then i did it again a few years later Mm -hmm. and um so when they would do live shows that's how i met everyone on the show and then when they would do broadcasts from like bars and stuff for like opening day or whatever i'd pop in and i'd sit in on a segment or whatever yeah and so then i kind of got to know everybody and build up a a rapport and then um i was filling in while the other co-host erica she um Mm -hmm. was out with for medical reasons okay. so when she was out i'd sit in and then that i sat in and filled in for like two years while she was in and out and figuring out you know what they were going to do right and then um in 20 end of 2018 
no, end of 2019, they decided they weren't going to renew her contract. Her contract was up in December. So they right. asked me to come on. And um, so January of 2020, I got hired full time. Nice. And I was like pissed about it. Not pissed, but I was like, I had saved up all my stand up money. I was yeah. ready to move to New York. I was like, here I go. This is going to be great. Oh, shit. And yeah. then they offered me this job. And I was like, I'd be a fucking idiot not, not to, to take, take this job. Yeah. Yeah. So I took the job yeah. and I was feeling kind of remorseful because I was like, man, I really want to go to New York for okay. stand up. I remember you was about to move. Yeah. And then two months later, the world shut down. So I was like, oh, that's you. fucking right. Yeah. It could not have been more perfect nice. in the way. <laughs> That it worked out. So yeah. I had you guys. I was like, hey, right. take this job. Hey, Don't shut go up. to New York. Yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you think you know? Right, right, right. I got right. it. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Take all your little plans back. And right. I got this. We'll figure nah. something else out. Yeah. Nice. So yeah, and then it, so I've been on there full time since um 2019, 2020. Okay. Yeah. That's dope. It's great. That, it's yeah. really great. I mean, you guys get it. You're doing the same thing. It's just twice as long. There's four yeah. hours a day instead of two. But yeah. Right. Doing the segments. And, and you're doing it every day. We're doing it once a week. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. definitely mentally exhausting. Like when you okay. do radio for four and a half hours a day and then okay. go do a stand up show. Yeah. It's like at the end of the day, I'm like, I don't want to say another word. Like <laughs> I'm done talking to anybody. Yeah. And I feel bad sometimes because, like I said, my boyfriend's a garbage man. Right. So he doesn't talk to anybody all day. All day. So he so can't he wait. Yeah. Talk. He's like, how was your day? How was this? And I'm like, just listen to the show. <laughs> I can't say anything else. Yeah. No, that, that's when you tell him, look, look, you haven't talked to anybody. So run wild. Baby, tell I'm me. Tell ears. me what's right, going yeah. on with you. How was this fucking pickup? Did you have to pick up any dead bodies? <laughs> Tell me about the trash. You didn't bring home any roaches, did you? They picked up a dead body. They don't even get out. I know they put their little arm Tell me about that punk ass kid that keeps knocking over the trash. Right. He works out on the east side, though, like in the big ass houses on the east side. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they were killing people. I mean, rich people can make that happen. But they're so good at it. They would like. Put them in the garbage disposal. Take oh, the Oh yeah, they know all like, the tricks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You would never even know this. Yeah. They put them in a lavender trash bag and like they just yeah. go about life. Yeah, that's, that's, that's how I would do it. A yeah, lavender yeah. trash bag. Scented. Scented. Yeah. Scented. So then nobody knows the mass smell. Can you mask yeah. the smell of rotting flesh with lavender? <laughs> I mean, I think so, especially if it's like fresh rotted flesh. I feel like. It's not like yeah, decaying it has, you know, it yet. takes like days for that to Yeah, 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 yeah. You gotta be on it. Yeah. That's what you're saying. That's and, they, what it is. and they have the resources and the money to do that. They do. Or hire people to or do get, that. They get that lie stuff that or no, if they get that gas station absorbent. That shit is like, oh, shit, that that's right. everything. Yeah. Like, yeah. You can't, you can't smell everything. anything. Yeah, it like kills it all. <laughs> right. Not that I've tried. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta read up on it or anything. Um, I don't have a plan. Oh, in action. shit. Just that's hilarious. I just happen to have all those ingredients. That's yeah. Funny. Give me a crazy fan experience from comedy. A crazy fan experience? Or a weird. Hmm, man, let me funny. see. I have fans starting to bring me stuff and that's kind of crazy, which is cool. But like, I'll tell a joke. I, I early in the pandemic, uh, my brother, so my father passed away last year and my brother came Sorry to my to house. That. Thank you. And um, while he was there, he took Twizzlers and hid them all over my apartment. To the point where two years later, when I moved out, I was still finding Twizzlers. 
and I would post about it on Instagram. And there's these two women that every time they come to my show, they bring me a giant bag of Twizzlers. Nice. So like little things like nice. that are very cool. Or they'll, yeah, they'll hear like something from a joke and okay. they'll bring it to me and be like, haha, right. You know, like right. there was, um, I posted on Instagram and TikTok not too long ago about getting stuck in a rest stop bathroom because uh-huh. some bitch didn't like, so I went in and there was no toilet paper, which is my fault. I didn't check first. You I had was, to go. I had to go. This is an emergency. Yeah, okay, so I check first. You have to. Universal rule. And that's why I'm like, this story is my fault. Okay. <laughs> but I went in and I was like, damn it. And then I heard someone at the sink and I was like, hey, excuse me, can you give me some toilet paper? Like I'm out in here. And she just goes, my stall was out too. And I was like, Okay, can you check another stall? Can you find- well, her thing is, bitch, I suffered. Exactly. <laughs> You're coming down this drip lane so, with me. So she, I heard Wait, the hand the dryer. Yes, <laughs> what I do. So then I heard the hand dryer go. So she was serious. I heard the hand dryer go. I was like, hello? And then she's gone. And I was like, this bitch really left me out to, like, literally hang me out to dry. That is like the worst (laughs) human being in the history of the world. I was like, this goes against every girl code that there's ever been. Because everybody knows, even if you hate the bitch, you just hear. Right. (laughs) You'll figure it out. But so I posted about that on like TikTok and then a girl came to one of my shows in Michigan and brought me a roll of toilet paper nice. and was like, hey, keep this in your car. So you the next time, exactly. Nice. So that's those are some fun, that's like hilarious. fans are starting to do stuff like that, which is really cool. That's so dope. yeah, that's, that's fun. dope. So mm-hmm. what about uh, radio fans? Radio fans are fantastic. Um, okay. They tend to get a little bit um, starstruck, which is really weird to uh-huh. get used to. Yeah. Because I'm not that person. You know right, what I mean? I'll right. say hi to anybody. And so they'll get a little like, I did have one girl I met. Um, this is the one and only time it's ever happened to me. I was doing a show at the Agora. Uh, Bill was Bill Squire put on a show around Christmas time mm-hmm. and she was so overwhelmed to meet me that she was like tearing up where she was like, I listen oh, to wow. you every day. I'm also sober. Like everything you say I relate to. And she got right. like, like emotional about it. And mm-hmm. I, I didn't know what to do because I've never been in that position where I was just like, I'm like trying to comfort her. I'm like, it's okay. Everybody it's fine. You know <laughs> what I mean? So, um, they're very caring, very loyal people. They listen every single day. So they know the ins and outs of my life better than some of my friends do, you know? Yeah, so, right. but yeah, that was a very crazy kind of like a weird, um, yeah. I don't even know how to describe, I don't even know the right word for it, but it was very, um, very strange and a first okay. time thing for sure. So, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Um, yeah, because you're now uh, how, how long sober now? Three years. Three years. Yeah, it was three okay. years in March, so a little over three years. A lot mm-hmm. of crazy dreams when you first went sober, dude. It was wild. Yeah. I detoxed pretty hard. I was drinking a lot. I was black. I remember. Out. Yeah, you. <laughs> you were there. I wasn't. <laughs> I was. I remember. You saw me in Kent. Kent was some of my worst like, days. I used dude. to be like, "Hey, leave her alone. She's drunk. You ain't about to do that." Not I was, on my watch, motherfucker. Right. You were great. Yeah. I had, and that's the thing about other comics. It really is like a family, which is fantastic. Um, but I was drinking heavy, heavy toward the end of my drinking days. And um, so when I quit, it was like ten days of shakes and nightmares and sweats yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, they'd be because your brain is firing in all cylinders for the first firing. time. Yes. So yeah. it's like your neurons are like just yeah. putting all these crazy dreams in your head and yes. nightmares and yep. yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Did, did you have that? Well, I had the craziest vivid dreams when I stopped smoking weed. Yeah. Like over the top. Like yeah. I used to do a joke about the one. Um, I think I, I gotta kind of remember, but um, 
uh it was me and my son we were like running to catch a bus even though i like owned two cars at that time mm -hmm. and uh then he was gone then uh, i was butt naked and then it was a lion in the dream <laughs> and so i was like we gotta act like we did you and was in narnia I, I, I think i don't remember but like my son was there but then he wasn't and so i'm like we gotta hide we gotta act like we did and so i'm like land land and like uh, in grass and the lion just walked up on me was like nigga you ain't sleep and i was like, what? <laughs> like why did the lion just call me a nigga like because <laughs> your ass was laying in two inches of grass right. but naked pretending to be sleep that lion like nigga, i see I you i see you i can see your eyes open i'm not a t-rex you were blinking before right. i walked up here right, right. you told your son to hide <laughs> And the lion was so mad. And it was, think I'm stupid. Listen, and it was so fucking vivid because the lion was like, "Nigga, you ain't sleep." And I'm like, "Wait, why did you just call me a nigga?" <laughs> that, that's because, like, because you, like, I think because you said because you a nigga, acting like you sleep. Like, like, it was crazy. I think you was still hot in that. And that dream, I wasn't. It was that's like the crazy the, part. The reverb or something. No, like, something no. Like, they get so fucking real and vivid. Yes. It's scary mm -hmm. for real. Yes, for real. Real. Like it's, they are. I never yes. had a lion call me a racial slur. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he was using it as a term in endearment. Oh, okay. <laughs> so really, that lion was like your brother. Like, what nigga, you ain't sleeping. Right, 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 he right. was joking. He was joking. <laughs> he was like, rah, bitch. Y'all was in y'all pride. And shit. <laughs> do you uh, do you still smoke or no? You no, gave it up. Gave no, it up. Okay. Like, yeah, do you eight, ever? Nine years, huh? Do you ever have what uh, relapse dreams where this is a common thing amongst addiction. So people who huh. use drugs or drink, you'll have a dream where like I'll have dreams where I'm drunk uh -huh. and it feels so real. You talk about I, it being vivid. You know That's crazy. I didn't ever think about where that. You, have you I, ever I, had a dream where you're high? Where I was high. And but, then you wake up and you're like, yeah. fuck, like yeah. I just ruined my life. I just relapsed. Yeah. And then you wake up yes. and you're like, thank God, yeah. it's not real. Like that's a huge thing in the recovery community. Because right. it's terrifying. You fall right back into the old shit that you were doing. Like, right. I had a dream. I was super drunk. And I was out, like, cheating on my boyfriend and, like, oh, wow. running around. And I felt okay. real guilty. And mm -hmm. I was, like, trying to text him to apologize. But I was, like, with another dude. And I, like, woke up. And I'm, like, ah, and I'm, like, in the bed with him. I'm, like, oh, my God. Like, this is, oh, I'm not. I didn't drink a whole bottle of tequila. <laughs> like, oh, I thought that dick I sucked was real. Yeah. <laughs> Thank goodness it wasn't. Oh, it was a vivid oh, penis, huh? <laughs> I woke up and I just had a popsicle in my mouth. It was wild. It was crazy. Oh, shit. <laughs> Is it a bomb pop? Right. Wake up and you're sucking on his elbow. And he's like, babe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even like that. <laughs> oh, that's a new thing. Yeah. Like it. Sure. Oh man, I like. I was terrified when I stopped smoking <coughs> weed to mm -hmm. get back on stage. It oh took yeah, me a whole week, and we were doing like shows through the week, like constantly. Yeah. And when I stopped, I was like so terrified that I wasn't going to be funny, mm -hmm. not being high. Yeah. Because I got so used to I, yeah. I, I, yeah. only doing it when I was high. Because the first time I was on stage, I was fucked up. Like, I was high as shit. <laughs> and so I finally realized, I was like, nigga, they're your jokes. Like, what do you mean? You wrote like, it. Like, yeah. you're still the same person. They're yeah. still the same person. Still yeah. the same fucking jokes. They're your shit. But it's funny because I got writer's block. But once I stopped smoking, 
shit just started coming to mm-hmm. me because you remember it. it it was like just in my head boom 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 just like jokes would appear in it's my just head so I'm much like, quicker oh, you yeah. think being drunk or high on stage will make you funnier but when you're not you're like oh i'm because you're present you're yeah. right there you yep. can like get it going faster my thing i was never nervous to be on stage not being drunk i was always nervous about the hang that okay. I was like, afterward, afterwards, I yeah. don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. I don't want to just be around and everyone else is drinking or smoking. Right. And now I don't do that anymore. Like, so that made me really uncomfortable where I was like, I wasn't worried about telling the jokes, yeah. but I would leave right after my set. Cause I was like, if I hang out and someone I'm, starts I'm, I'm, to buy shots. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly yeah. what it was. Do the so, shot. Come on. Cause no, I'm not going to say no. <laughs> right? oh, <shit>. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was like, I got to go home until I'm right. comfortable they with that. for you anyway. Yeah. Like, yeah. Some- Yep. As soon as you get oh, off, you start. Come on, just take one shot. Pussy, fucking yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I drink for me. No, I don't need it. I got eight bucks. Like, yeah. that's what it is. You know? like, I want to crash into the car. Like, oh, that's my and then, but, like, the thing for me is, like, when I would be out of town, like, featuring and headlining, and you would get like a comic that's, you know, either headlining or featuring for you, mm-hmm. um, they will want to smoke weed. Like, I don't smoke no more. Oh, man, come on. It's a special occasion. No, motherfucker. I watch y'all and still chill with y'all. Yeah. Because I was able to still be around people. When I right. first stopped, I didn't want to even be around right. It took me a few months, yeah. didn't smoke weed. But like all my comic friends smoked weed. So it was like, uh, hold on. Okay, well, I'm not going to go there. All right, we got to do this. Y'all smoke afterwards. And then, right. you know, but. So yeah, we, I remember we was in El Paso. I was with Mario Tori, funny as fuck. Like that dude is fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. And I was featuring for him in El Paso, and it's literally we're the minorities. It was just all Mexicanos in there, and it was we had so much fucking fun. But it was these two dudes after the show, like, come on, y'all, let's go, let's go smoke some weed and blah blah blah. And, and he was all about it. I'm like, man, like, and then it, so we went back to the hotel we were at, and it was like a little courtyard. Yeah. And so they're like, oh, it's a special occasion, man. It's my birthday. And I was like, no, fuck that. I, I don't even know smoking. you. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? When you meet people yeah. after their shows, yeah. they would do, like, I don't know who you are. You're yeah. not going to remember me tomorrow. I'm lying. I, I hit it once and then fell asleep. That's okay. That's okay. okay. <laughs> That was a lion. That was one time. That's why that lion keep following you in your dreams. You ain't sleep. We know your tricks. Oh shit. So so what's next? What's next for you? Man, I don't know. Here's the thing. I'm liking what I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. And you obviously want to sell tickets off your name. That's yep. the next thing. Is that you don't I don't want to be the opening act forever. Right. So yeah, for true. a long time it was New York, New York, New York, New York, New York. Mm-hmm. And so now having radio here and you know, my boyfriend has a daughter and kind of building this suburban stepmom family vibe, you know, it's, it's your priority shift, you know? So I'm, I'm enjoying being in Cleveland. I'm enjoying traveling on the weekends. Um, I got to find a way to start selling tickets off my name. So I'm trying to do the TikTok and Instagram and videos and I'm, I'm applying to festivals and hopefully maybe I can get some representation. So as of right now, it's really just kind of trying to optimize what I am doing. So right. it's not even about what's next. It's how do I get the best at this level? Right. You know, Definitely. cause that stuff will come when the time is right. Yeah. So right now I'm doing well, my sets are going great. I'm taping all of them. So let's take that. Let's get it out there. Let's hopefully get some people aware of who I am. And then right. the next level will be easier. There you go. Thing. So yeah. there you go. That's dope. So let me ask you, you said yeah. you do videos of your materials and things. Mm-hmm. Is the TikTok material like the same as your stand-up or are they like completely separate for you? 
So I'll do like the goofy TikTok shit that you see everybody else doing where you're just talking to the camera, you're setting up the, I don't do any of the dances or anything, but like, you know, <laughs> um, but I tape every single one of my, my stand-up sets. So I will try to put like a funny crowd interaction up or just like a quick right. joke, or I released an album last year yeah, that's um, right. called Hillbilly Bougie, available that was, anywhere that you can. That was yeah. iTunes for a minute, right? Number one on iTunes, number one on Amazon, and number five on Billboard. Yeah. That was the big one. And then I was like, ah! Um, <laughs> So I have a whole hour of footage of that. So since that's already out there, it makes me feel more comfortable like cutting up that and putting yeah. it out because it's, already, it's out. already out there. So because like the the new hour I'm working on, I don't necessarily want it all out there because I want to either release a special or do right. an album. Right. So um, it's usually clips as far as Sam goes, clips from the Hillbilly Bougie album or crowd interactions or just silly shit. So yeah, okay. I had one takeoff. Uh, on my TikTok, it went from nine hundred thousand to five point eight million views in like a week. Get the fuck! Out I got of here. like nice. I got like forty thousand new followers on TikTok, wow, and so but dope. then I'm trying to like build off of that, so then right. I'll post another clip that I right. think is real funny. It gets like two thousand views. I'm like, none of this shit makes sense. Like none no, of it. No, there's no, no way to figure it you, out. You, you never know, know because it's right. it, it's it's so many other variables. Like mm -hmm. it's what's going on in the world, who happened to see it, who happened to share it, like what time what of day, what Exactly. So what I'm saying. But it's so random because there's nothing consistent. You can't build a formula and say no, no. And that next week, that same shit doesn't do it. Yeah. It's so hard to just kind of throw your hands in the air and be like, I have no control over this because you don't. So really, all you can do is just cut up the video, put it out there, and hope people like it. Right? Yeah. And I've seen people like re-put out the same video maybe a few months later and get more hits. Yep. More than the first. Like it's just yeah. It's random. So. I've tried it that too, where like I had another one get like a million and then I reposted it and it got like 60,000. I'm like, either way, that's still a ton of views. Right. So what, I'm not mad about it. But yeah, there is no rhyme or reason. Right. Yeah, I was about to say, be mad over 60,000. 60, no, yeah, I'm not, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I'm about to say, fuck you. I got up to like 5,000 on the fucking video where I was rapping Snoop and then. Right. My, my you comedy. were rapping Snoop. Yeah, I was like, you know, like it was one of those hip hop things, and you you can just rap the lyrics and oh, shit. Yeah. And it had the beat and shit, so it was a Snoop song, and I rapped that. And I was like, when I first fucking got on and got like five thousand fucking views, I was like, oh shit, no. Mm -hmm. Then I put a, a stand up video and only got a thousand views. And, yeah, but I got a bunch of likes, and I'm like, well, follow me, motherfucker. Like, right, right, right. <laughs> I started putting follow me for more, follow me for more, and it's well, like and I get bots and fucking sex bots want to follow me like i don't want to follow you right like, <laughs> that's the hard part too is that even after you do get the likes or the views or the follows yeah. is how do you translate that to ticket sales yeah exactly because yeah. you could have five hundred thousand followers yep. but if you can't sell a ticket it doesn't fucking mm -hmm. matter right you know so that's kind of what i'm focusing on is how yeah. to streamline social media and turn social media into sales right that's right. basically where we're at right now so yeah we'll uh, we, we got a uh pick Jason Banks and uh, Ben Palmer's brain right. because that's how they doing it. I worked with Ben Palmer in Nashville not Recently? too long ago. Yeah, that's February, I, I think. That's, He's that's, the that's best. That's He's so sweet. Brother. Yeah. He moved to Atlanta. He moved, yeah. He went to Atlanta because, okay, so from how? From here, right? Yeah, from so here. So he moved like so wait. a month before I came back. I didn't when know did you ben. start again? February of 2012. 2012. 2012. So, so he, nine, he, I think he had nine, just nine, moved. Or was about to move. I think he was about to move because I remember it. we did the 93 FM contest, me and him, uh, at the Improv. Then we did, uh, I think it was the 107.9 contest. 
at the same improv, we both got in, we both had fire sets, and he won the second one where it was like a, a contest that was in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So when he went down there, he loved it so much. He was like, dude, I'm moving to Atlanta. I was like, hey, do that shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, you ain't got no kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, go, go do that mm-hmm. shit. And so he moved to Atlanta and got in good down there. Then he moved to L.A. Mm-hmm. And then he said it was too much. Uh, got married because I went out to uh, Yosemite Yosemite Park. That's where he got married. Yeah. At, that's like my little brother. So I went out there and then he moved to Colorado. So that's where he's at now. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. But what he's been doing is using his uh, videos to get people to come to clubs. Dude, he, he, he had like... I'd say at least a hundred people there. Yeah. So he will rent just based he, off of like TikTok and Instagram. Yep, he will rent YouTube. out a venue himself mm-hmm. and then bet on himself. Yep. And make the money to recruit the what he paid for. Yeah. And still, you know, and still break even and make money. I'm like, dude. And he has like two do. or three million followers yep. on TikTok. Yeah. So you gotta think of yeah. it. And, and when people think like, oh, you're famous, you have 3 million followers, you got to be like, no, I'm still fronting all of the money. Yeah. I don't have an agent. Yeah. I don't have a promoter. Not it's right. just me. He just, like He just picked up an agent about two months ago, maybe three months ago now. I, I'm wondering that he had an agent come see him in Nashville. Uh-huh. And I'm wondering if that's the one he signed with. Huh. Because they came to the show and they were chit-chatting afterward. Okay. And I, Was it a lady? Yes. <laughs> it might be her. I, it probably was. Because <laughs> he and I were, were talking. We were staying yeah. in the same comedy condo. Uh-huh. And I was like, how'd it go with the agency? Yeah. Like, he's, he came out to see you. He goes, it sounded really good. They said they're going to get back to me. I never right. followed up with him. But I bet that was them. Yeah. Because they specifically came out to see him. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, that's great. But that's the shit you have to do leading up to that Got point, to. You know? Got to. Got to put it in that grind. Y'all talk to him at least once every two weeks. We try to do that friend check-in. So yeah. that's that's my guy, he's man. That's like, guy. Guy. He, I, I literally, like, said he was like the me younger version if I was white. Because <laughs> like both our parents was married, both our parents was in the church, made us get in the church and then we were still smoking weed. So yeah. is that the one you got pulled over with? No, that was Jeremy Shear. Oh that was oh, that guy. Yeah. yeah. Ben Palmer, uh you you might have met Ben Palmer mm-hmm. at probably like one of the poetry because we used to do a lot of the poetry uh open mics. Oh, okay. So yeah, Ben that was that's my guy right there. Yeah. So you got any other questions for Mary, Miss KT, before we put her in the gauntlet? Uh-oh. I'm ready. Gauntlet me. Is it too cold for you? I go back and forth, man. I'm, I am like so the... Me too, but I was so hot. It was. I was so I hot, too. That's why I was like sweating and I took my jacket off and yeah. then it was like, you he know, I got to put it okay. back on. I'm not cold yet. So no, 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 no. Leave it on. Leave it on. Leave it on. I'm, I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable. I'm you gotta see me over and then he looked and he was like oh okay Uh Uh, i wanted to ask you um about you getting sober um what was your breaking point and how did you do it because my son tried and failed because Mm -hmm. like he couldn't eat he couldn't sleep like it was just really like fucking him up for a few days and then of course he just went back to smoking because it was just easier to not so i'm just wondering So for me, um, it wasn't really like one isolated incident. It was like six months of things just getting progressively worse, where it was like, you know, 
it started off fun and it was cute. And then this, and then I'd like get into a car accident or I would do this, or I like never had clean laundry or I never had food or like, I never had money. Like, you know, so it would just (laughs) progressively get worse. I couldn't pay my bills. And I was like, I don't know why my life is such a train wreck. And it's like, Oh, because you're spending $150, $200 a week blacking out. You know what I mean? So it was, um, it was a very kind of a slow buildup over the course of a long time that came to a head in the beginning of 2019 where I had a really bad, like couple months in a row. And I started, I was never a drug user and I started doing Coke toward the end of it because I was like, Oh, if I do more Coke, then I can drink longer and then oh, I can just shit. continue to get fucked up. Yeah. And so then I was going on like day long benders. So I would like start drinking. I was a bartender at the time. So say I was off on Sunday and Monday. I would start drinking Saturday night after my shift and it would just go until Tuesday. And then I would call off on Tuesday. So, cause I was so hung over after a three day bender. And so it was just shit like that building up and building up. Um, And I will say this, I tried and failed three times before it stuck. So I tried every year, um, 2016, 2017 and 2018. I tried and failed three times in a row where I would be sober for like three weeks. And then I was like, oh, I should celebrate. I hit a month and then I would start drinking again. And then, you know, each time it was a little bit longer, but sometimes it's not going to stick on the first try. I personally quit cold turkey which probably wasn't a great idea, idea yeah. with how hard I detoxed. Because when you're using that heavy, you it, you can shock your body because yeah. your body's not used to yeah. it, you know? So um, I quit cold turkey and then I was going to um, AA meetings and I had a couple friends who were also sober that I would check in with oh, and kind of text uh, and call. So that is huge. I know a lot of people don't believe in 12-step programs or don't think that they work, but I think in early sobriety, Regardless of if you agree with what they think or not, and this is NAAA, any of them, uh, it's good for the accountability. It's good. Even you could say, fuck this whole program. I don't believe in any of it. At least you have a group of people that you have to show up for. You know, they know, hey, we're going to see you on Tuesdays. We've been exactly where you are. Text me if you need me. Call me if you need me. Because they have. And and those just the community of it. Uh, was very, very helpful early for me. Mm. Um, like I said, it's not for everybody, but I think when people do quit and you got to get over the whole God thing and because that's a big part of it. And then people get pissy. Like, I'm not going back to church. I'm like, they have atheist meetings. Like they have ones that have, they have no mention of God that <laughs> right. you can go to, you know? Um, you can be sober and still God for if you right, want. Right, yeah, you can do whatever you want. We just don't want you to drink. We don't give a shit right, about any right. other part of it. You know? We're not trying to fix all your problems. <laughs> right. Just one. Just one. Yeah. So for me, it was, it was a, you get tired of your own bullshit at some point. Yeah. And to like, it, it got to that point where I was like, I don't have anything. I don't have money. I don't have food. I don't have time. I'm always hungover. I feel like shit. I'm gaining weight. I'm, you know, I'm just super unhealthy yeah. in every aspect of the term. I was crazy emotional. I'm crying at the drop of a hat. I'm fighting with people. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just literally ruining my life. Mm. And then you get to a point where like, I can't do this anymore, you know? And so, yeah, so that was uh, in March 3rd of 2019. And mm. so then you start going to start making friends with people. You That's start seeing March 3rd. Mm-hmm. Hey, there you go. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's funny that you say, you know, you say that, um, but that's a beautiful story that you quit. I love the fact that you quit. Um, you saw me at some of the worst. I, I did. <laughs> and I remember people would love that joke 
of the drunk chick mm-hmm. where you would fall on the ground. Oh, yeah. I did an act out of me being wasted. And kick your shoes. Yep. Took my shoes off, sat on a guy's lap, drank yep. his beer, all uh-huh. of it. Yeah. And did the fake crying and shit. Uh-huh. And it was at that point when you, I'm talking about, I think when everybody was cracking up like the loudest at that fucking joke. And I was like, she needs to fucking quit drinking. <laughs> Like it's funny when you don't have to deal with it, right? <laughs> you know, when you're like, like you wait. don't even realize how real that. I was is. like, wait, I'm like, wait, that's real right uh-huh. there. And I was like, I, it was like I like the premise of it, but I was like, I think she really needs to just stop mm-hmm. drinking. Yeah. <laughs> so, because like you would be so fucking involved in that joke because you would be fucked up. Yeah. You would be doing it. Yeah. And it would come off so real, and I'm like. Why do I not like this fucking joke? Like, yeah. I was like, damn, she need to stop. You know, it's funny because that was like the first long form joke that I wrote. Uh-huh. And I started doing that joke in like 2013, yep. end of 2012, beginning of 2013. Mm-hmm. And Chris D'Elia's special came out shortly after that. I think his special white, white male black comic, I think is what it was called. Okay. Um, he has a drunk girl impression and everyone's like, you ripped off Chris D'Elia. He has the same bit as you. And I was like, no. if you guys had any idea how real this was, right, <laughs> like, right, you right. wouldn't. I mean, yes, he does talk about drunk girls on yeah. stage. But this is like 1000% my life. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And anybody who knew me knew that. And they knew I had already been doing the joke for two years. Yeah. But when someone who's famous says it on Netflix. Right. There's not really anything to say. Oh, she stole that joke. Exactly. No, no, bitch. I actually was doing it two years before he even came up with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, It's actually my life. It's actually not a joke. I've been living this for a decade. (laughs) (laughs) So So screw you. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, Nick Jabor said, uh, cold turkey is the key. It shows you really want to quit. Um, Adam Wissinger, thanks for tuning in. Uh, love me some Mary Santora. She get uh, she get heckled by any more pastors lately. Oh God, actually, that week I was in Zanies at Nashville. Uh-huh. I just posted a, again on my TikTok or Instagram. It's at Mary Santora Comedy. If you want to check it out, I posted a video of me getting heckled by a pastor. I was up there doing jokes and he said something about having heart disease and like he's like, yeah, I'm trying to have a good night out. So why don't you make us laugh? And I was like, God Wait, the damn. Pa- the the- pastor? I didn't find out he was a pastor Until yet. So said, we okay. were going, I was like, damn, dude, you just used your own poor health at me. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> right, right. And he and I are going back and forth. So I asked him, I was like, what do you do for a living? And he's like, I've been a pastor for 40 years. Wow. I, I love this kind of life. And then I went in on him. Not the that. veteran pastor. Right. right. Like, 40, for 40 years. years. And I was like, is that how you treat people who are sad and broken You're, coming right. to your church? God still hasn't showed right. you anything after right. 40 years. Right. No wonder why your building fund is still not right. paid exactly. for. Like, <laughs> it took 40 days. Oh, shit. That's hilarious. Yeah, it's like a minute and a half long video of me just destroying this pastor. <laughs> <laughs> just going at him. Because I was like, you can't treat people that way. <laughs> like, that's wow. the whole, that's the antithesis of everything you stand for as a Christian. Like, you're, right. you're doing right now. Yes. Of who you're supposed to be. Yeah, the line that I really liked, I was like, I'm getting some Old Testament vibes out of you, buddy. Like, <laughs> you know, like, Where's the love and forgiveness? Where is this word? Oh, no, no, that's hilarious right there. I love that. Oh, gosh. Nick DeBoer said he quit cigarettes five years ago cold turkey all right nick you stop smoking good job yeah all right so i asked because uh my cousin's an alcoholic so my son needs to quit smoking weed but he still works and functions so i'll I'll let him you know make his own choice but my cousin is like an extreme alcoholic Mm -hmm. and i don't see her much and i just happen to see her she was toe down drunk. She was talking about my friends. She was like sloppy, mm-hmm. touchy, feeling, falling over. Falling yeah. over. Mm. Everything's a problem. You know, like 
super emotional. You hear one song, you're crying. The next time you're laughing. Like, it's just such a huge roller coaster. And I'm like, I get life with shit. But at some point, you've got to do something about mm-hmm. it. Right. But I don't know how to help people like that because, you know, everybody goes through their shit at their own time. Right, right. But right. you're like, I, I see your shit is like, it's eating you up. Like, right. You know, like, yeah. Well, and that's what the root of any addiction is. You're running from something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever, whether it's childhood trauma or a bad divorce or you were abused or whatever mm-hmm. it is, you're running from something. And that was the honestly the hardest part of sobriety for me and for a lot of people I've talked to is facing that shit head on. You take away that crutch and all that trauma is still there. Still now there. you just got to, yeah. now you just got to look at it. Like, right. so we got we to gotta do this now. Yeah, I've yeah. been putting this off for 15 years yeah. and now you're faced with it. And that's what triggers a lot of relapses yeah. as that you're like, I don't want to deal with this. Right. I don't feel like having all of these emotions Right. and like not to get too serious or whatever. But my, after my dad died, that was the closest I came to relapsing because I was like, I don't want to feel this. I just want to be numb. I just want to go get hammered and cry and dance and fall. That's all I want to (laughs) do. Sit in some guy's lap, drink a beer. That's all I want to do. That's it. But that's that's usually what's hard is that people don't want to address. Yes, the the drinking is just a symptom. The drinking is a symptom of what's actually going on. And right. that's that's the part that's real, real hard to address. So Definitely. and then when your cousin your cousin will get to a point where she's tired of her own shit. Mm-hmm. She might not, but hopefully yeah. she will. You yeah. Know? Hopefully. Maybe. Yeah, you're you're uh the because the last time I seen you was when I did crowd control and it was like the first stages of it. Mm-hmm. And you did that joke about your dad yeah. being uh, passed away. Yeah. And I was like, you and it was so fucking funny they're dark yeah. i got about about seven minutes of yeah. my jokes about my dad dying right now yeah. and they're Listen, my dad passed away in november and that's yeah. my favorite joke right now talking yeah about him passing away yeah, yeah. i'm telling and you 69 I mean, the 69 joke about my parents is, mm-hmm. is one, one of my favorites because too. it's a good way to yeah. deal with it and people it's like that shock value yeah because you know but no mine, it, it's still fresh like right. he just passed yeah. away in yeah. november so i almost want to cry Girl, I'm not. Let me tell you this. Go ahead and you know get this out. My dad died January 14th. My first weekend back on stage was the weekend <clears throat> after Valentine's Day, so five weeks later. And I was trying to do jokes about my dad dying, and I would do them, and I would get off stage, and I would sob because yeah. I'm like, I'm just not ready. It's just way right. too soon, and yeah. that's what it, it's so raw for so long. Uh-huh. And now it's been almost a year and a half, and it's you can deliver it a little bit easier. Little you bit. feel better with yeah. it. It's yeah. like not because when you're up there and you're like voice is shaking and you're yeah. trying, and yeah. the audience is like, this bitch is about to break down. Yeah. <laughs> right. you're like that close. You're so uh, close. Yeah. I think the first time I did the joke about my parents dying, I think that was the night I was recording and you were there. But so the way I took it and, and you know, even afterwards, because like you, if you don't think you get the laugh that it deserves mm-hmm. because people are feeling sad for you. Oh, so much but it's worse. like assholes you're this like that's my not pain. the point right yeah, that's yeah. not the fucking yeah. point don't all me bitch just laugh <laughs> right. at the fucking joint well, the and- <laughs> but i used to like so i went to like it was like the angry black guy mode yeah that makes the my that joke work better sometimes when i'm not in that like delivering it as like the mm-hmm. angry yeah mode that i'm in sometimes it doesn't work like if i do it the light heart way it don't work yeah. but when i do it the angry way then that's when it really works. That's so you got to figure that shit out oh, on yeah. stage. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh-huh. And that's the other thing when you're doing jokes that are that personal oh, yeah. and that close to you, Hell yeah. when you, when they don't laugh, you take it personally. Yeah. You're like, bitch, I'm pouring myself out. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. 
therapy. Like, bitch, I'm an orphan. Y'all go laugh at this shit, motherfucker. I told somebody, they're like, oh, I said, that was your dad too? You got a kid. Introduce me, sibling. Oh, shit. All right, let's put you in the gauntlet real quick. Oh, real quick before I forget, though. So this past Thursday, uh, you did the crowd control, right? Yeah. And it was funny because is that a place? Because you keep saying that. No, it's like, at the Funny Stop. It's, it's on just Thursday. A show. It's a oh, it's a, but it's called Crowd okay. Control. All right. <clears throat> so, me and my girl girlfriend sitting in the back, and y'all brought up birds. And when you said it was the North American red finch, yeah, my girl was like, "That's that bird I just seen the other day." <laughs> So we start rolling because it was so funny because we was getting off the freeway by how, and <laughs> I was like, "Is that the bird you seen?" And she was like, "Yes." How the fuck does she know? Like, was she listening to our conversation? It's so funny. It was so fucking. Funny. I had literally <laughs> just looked that bird up that day. So the crowd work shows are tough because you're so in the moment that you're just yep. pulling shit out of whatever's fresh mm-hmm. in your mind. And I was sitting there having breakfast, looking out the window, and I was like, man, I've never seen that bird before. And I, like, looked it up, and that's what it was. So it just kind of came out. And she was so mad. She was like, I started to Google finches, too, but I fucking didn't. It was so funny. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we got to put you in the gauntlet. Okay. Before we go to our break. Excuse me. All right, I got this thing called Rapid Fiver. It's where I ask you five rapid questions. You okay. can't think. You oh, just have ready. to answer. Oh, God. Here we go. You ready? Yes. All right. Safe place. Safe place. Heard. All right. You yes. ready? Yes. Biggest accomplishment? Um, My album. Best stage so far? Stage of life or stage I've been on? Stage. Yeah. Oh, you've been on. Sorry. Best stage I've been on Um, uh, the Palace Theater at Playhouse Square. Nice. Uh, radio or comedy? Comedy. Vaginal, anal, or both? Vaginal. Stay. <laughs> Stage or state you have to do before you stop doing comedy. Oh, um, I mean, I I got to do the comedy cellar in New York. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Is that it? Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you, 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 you survived. <laughs> Rapid fire. She got up like I'm ready for this. Go. Go. She was nervous. What else is he going to add? Oh, there shit. is a, the one point when you said vaginal, anal, or both. I was mm-hmm. like, they took that straight from Planned Parenthood. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have sex with men, women, or both? Do you have vaginal, anal, or both? And I'm like, oh, okay. He took the questionnaire. Right? <laughs> oh, that's where that question came from. No, I've never heard of I've never been to Planned Parenthood where they had to ask me that. So They didn't ask if you had vaginal sex? I, I didn't. Um, Go to Planned Parenthood. They just assumed it was any, all anal. No, 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 no. <laughs> I didn't go to Planned Parenthood to get no questions asked. I, you know, so. So you just always had health insurance? Fuck you. Yeah, right. Who do you think I, mean, I had to take somebody else, so they didn't ask me fucking questions. Sorry. Right. in the waiting room. <laughs> How'd you make it through college? Shit. Right. I, right. I, I didn't go. Fuck you. Oh, uh, so that's a good that's time. That's why you've never been the point. That's a good spot to take our one and only sponsor break of the evening. <laughs> Couchers, don't go nowhere. We got more with Mary Santor, and we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, We'll be right back to you. Timmy, send us the break, baby. Oh, man, I love me some pizza, man. Anybody else love pizza? You know I love me some pizza. Timmy, I know you love pizza, man. I got the best pizza spot for the people, man. What's that? Twisted Tomato Pizzeria. Mm. Mm -mm Mm-mm-mm. 
some of the best pizza, man. It's pretty good. Yeah, they got uh, calzones. They can even make specialty order pizzas for you. It's a beautiful thing, man. Reuben pizza? I think they can make a Reuben pizza, man. Yeah. I really do. I really, really do think so. They got two locations, one in Cuyahoga Falls, 1909 Bailey Road, Cuyahoga Falls. Their phone number is 330-928-2222. And they also got one in downtown Akron across the street from Rubber Duck Stadium at 325 South Main Street, Akron. Their phone number is 330-849-5707. Is that the beer wall? That is the beer wall location, man. Yeah. That's the way I like to describe it is it's like the Dave and Busters of beer. So I just got to get my car like Dave and Busters and put it up to it. Exactly. You go and put as much money you want as a, on the card and you go up to the tap, you tap it on the tap and you pour as much beer as your heart desires. Oh, this sounds so glorious. It's a beautiful thing, man. It's a beautiful thing because when it hits your lips, it's just so good. Uh, Best part about it, they are the official sponsor of Just Therapy, the podcast. So if you order some pizza, you can get a 10% discount. Ask for Brad Culver, the owner, and mention Just Therapy, the podcast, and you get 10% off, especially with inflation going on right now. You need a good discount. I need that 10%. A good discount on some good food, man. I need that. In my life. You can't beat it, man. Sounds so wonderful. And they got a slogan, too, man. You want to know the slogan? What's the slogan? If it's pizza. It's possible? It's possible. Oh, my God. Twisted Tomato Pizzeria. It's beautiful. I'm not going to sing your part. I don't know. This KT went to the bathroom. Just another day. No, she always be like twisted. <laughs> and then she come back with the just another day <laughs> on the couch. <laughs> Thinking about all the problems of today. Welcome back, couchers. Thinking, talking, same difference. <laughs> it's all the Louis Armstrong yeah, voice. Yeah, man. Just a heavy lift. Guys, the blue. Didn't she sound like a like a ride operator at Cedar Point though? Where she was like, "Welcome back, couchers." <laughs> that was your ride. <laughs> right when you're coming oh, in, everybody's shit. like, "Fuck this ride!" Right. Yeah. Right. Welcome back. How was your experience? Right. Don't forget your belongings, motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen, I worked out. I hope people forget that shit. Oh yeah, like, you come up on some shades, some uh, slides, flip flops, all that shit. But first of all, I love when everybody shit drop off and you see it like inside the fence. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, it's that's just a collection of all the yeah. stuff that like that's idiots like thought stupid. they were gonna lose. Yeah, that's yeah. dumb as fuck. The yeah. poor person in me always would see money and be like, I should jump the fence. <laughs> like because <laughs> like, oh, like, you can't. I was like, that's twenty dollars, and it's right there. It's like it's right, like, there, yeah. and it always feels like it's so close. Like I you can, can just get to it. Jump I know I can reach it. I know I can reach it. Like those Balenciagas, it's worth it. Hey, I want to get a, a shout out. Happy belated birthday to one of our couchers, Tails on the Ground. He celebrated his birthday this past week. Happy 99th birthday. Oh, man. All right. As always, we like to do a recap of what happened to us this weekend or during the week. Um, my weekend was pretty long and tiring. 
uh, dropped off a little mama on. Well, she actually she got picked up on Thursday, um, and uh, Ashley came down and picked her up from uh, my um, my sister in law's house, my brother's house, and uh, took her shopping because little mama loves shopping. Are you going shopping? So uh, she'll be three in July. Yeah, it's fucking crazy, man. Oh, shout out to my son. He uh celebrating his one year anniversary today. So. Don't do it like a breast off. But, shout uh, out Adonis. Happy anniversary. That nigga don't listen or watch the show. What are you talking about? You know what? <laughs> we shout out people all the time that don't listen. Don't don't do it, Donis. That's all I'm saying. You did like a brush off, like, oh, fuck them, shout out, you know. One no, my son, I love my son. Again. No, no, we know you do. It's yeah. just the marriage part, that, you know. Whatever. Yeah, so uh, my, my weekend was long. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I had two, two games of softball mm-hmm. on Friday, the late games. So uh, we went eight afterwards, and I didn't get in until one o'clock. So I had to be at uh, Barberton uh, softball fields, the up a fucking softball tournament. I had to be there at 7.30, but I didn't get there until 7.40, so. But I was there from the first game until uh, 10 o'clock. 10 p.m.? So, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I was there. I did 10 games. That's crazy. Yeah, I did 10 games. Uh, it all starts to blur together at that point. That's why your back hurt. Yeah, my back, you know, my lower back does hurt because of that. Um, and That's a lot. I was cold and shivering by the end of the night because it rained. Yeah, they it kept rained. Playing and they made them play in puddles. Because it wasn't a lot of, like, it didn't, oh, did it get bad out there? Uh, it rained enough where it was puddles in the batter's box, but it's red crushed brick, so it's, like, still solid under oh, the puddle. But yeah. I'm like, they shouldn't be playing in fucking puddles, but they made them keep playing. But I don't think the team Listen. really wanted to stop. I think they wanted to finish it. So we got it finished. And then we did three games Sunday. I did the first three games and I was out because I was supposed to play softball, but that got rained out. And us being in Barberton, we got done at 1120. I'm like, Ashley, let's go to church. We can make it. She was like, you sure? I'm like, let's go. And we made it just on time for the word. So I was like, let's go. Yeah. Uh, Ashley T says she is my best friend talking about my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, best friend. Yeah, Got her best friend. They yeah. so cute together, too. Yep. Um, so that was my weekend. Uh, who want to go next? A little re- uh, weekend recap. Um, I always have the craziest, full of shit weekends. Yeah. Um, so I'm still sick, as always. What the fuck else is new? I had a wedding, funeral, and two birthday parties on Saturday. Oh, wow. I know. And for some reason, I feel like I got to show up to everybody's everything. So then like then I'm dead to the world. And then I'm like, don't want to move. But I told my kids I was going to make Sunday dinner. So then my son calls me like that morning. He's like, Sunday dinner. Yes or no, bro, because I know you're tired. And I just was like, no, I'm not doing that shit. And then I just thought about like, you suck as a mom. Like you did all this yeah, shit. All I, like, kicks in. I know because yeah. they're grown. You don't get to see them a lot. Like you got that schedule and baby starting back in football. So I'm just like, all right, fuck it. I'll do it. So I thought I would be done by four. Of course, like I didn't even go shop until one. Like mm-hmm. the shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was tired. I couldn't move. But yeah. Oh, so, I mean, dinner was done about 530. Oh, that's bad. Listen, so I don't even eat this shit anymore. So I was really second guessing myself. Like, so I don't taste it to cook. I've never been that type of cook. But normally, like, if I cook it, I'm in a rhythm. Uh-huh. But I don't cook any of it. So I went vegan. So I haven't had. So I made chicken, meatballs, 
collard greens from scratch, you know, old God, school. Got to get the smoked neck bones and simmer them. Oh my, I love greens. Bacon in there? No, no. no. Because I knew I was going to eat the greens. Oh, even okay, I, so you know, you I was like, you yeah. want the neck bone though? No, so I just, uh, I leave the neck bone to the side and I just, you know, fight through. Um, it's still greens infused with neck bone juice. Right. That shit. <laughs> Mentally, it's okay, but it's not really. <laughs> yeah, but macaroni and cheese, yams, cornbread, oh, like the whole man. nine. Like it's Thanksgiving over there. Almost like that's what right. it felt like. I hate that you're talking about it and you ain't bringing them. I know. <laughs> Listen, it's gone. Like it's first of all, but they know. I'm like, I don't eat it. Like take it all. Like if you yeah. leave it in my house, so they left like. Oh, I made a pasta salad too. They left like corners of dishes, and so I called my friend like. Hey, I got this food. She's like, bring it over. Deliver it to her, yeah. Because uh-huh. it's literally going to sit in my house until next trash day. Like it's mm-hmm. so. But it was really nice seeing everybody. Um, shout out to my cousin Chauncey. Today is his birthday, Chauncey Travis. These are his three brothers who are all killed. He's lost four brothers now, and. Um, He's just like a really strong person who I'm really worried about. So selling, sending prayers and healing energy Always. to him. You know, um, his listen, if, if stress wasn't in life, I wouldn't think I would be alive. So it's just the bullshit that we deal with. But happy birthday, Chassie. Happy I love birthday. you. Birthday. Uh, Amanda Ruddle has chimed in. Thanks for tuning in. She said, Miss KT, I need you as a friend. My friends are them no-show ass friends. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, like, I hate like, no-show ass friends, so I try not to be one. And then she was like, damn, she making greens and Mac too? Shit, making my fat ass hangry. <laughs> <laughs> it was, so I didn't taste the Mac uh, because I don't eat dairy at all, but I did have some yams and some greens and some cornbread. <laughs> And that shit was so good. And the kids are like, right. how do you cook this good? And you don't even eat it. Like, you don't right. even, you even like, taste it. Yeah. Like, literally, I was in the kitchen like, mm, shit, I don't know. It looked like. Like, literally stirred up a little bit. Like, at some point, it's got to look like I want it to look. And then I'm right. like, yeah, that's close enough. Let's go ahead. So <laughs> She begging and pleading, too, because she like, Miss KT, I need a friend like you for real. Like, who are you? <laughs> adopt me. Love me. Best friend. <laughs> Oh, I love you already. Listen, she just wants I hate friends that suck. So I will drop old friends and pick up new friends in the heartbeat. So inbox me, girl. We'll oh, hang. <laughs> oh, my cuzzo tuned in. What's up, Nettie? Cuzzo. Hey, cuzzo. She like, I'm the no-show friend. <laughs> See, friends like you, that's I hate. My, that's what my cuzzo no, said. You know the friend I hate the most? The friend that will call me and text me and get information about the shit to yeah. still be a no-show. Like, yeah. what the fuck? like don't even waste my time. Now yeah, that's, you're that's doing Cause now that's annoying. Like, I wouldn't have really cared that much if you didn't show up. If you so don't show up, doing all it's this. just, you know, right. shit happens. Right. But when you call me and text me and get information about it and then still don't show, yeah. now I feel like you did shit on purpose. Now right. that was right. the problem. And then they're like, now don't stop inviting me. Why the fuck? So you can waste my time in the Who's next event. There? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I hate that question. Too. Amanda you said, when you show up. If not, no. Yeah. Amanda said, laughing my ass off it goes down in the DM. Slide me them green. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, so I got more oh, messages good. yesterday than I have in who knows forever from all of these hungry Negroes. You <laughs> think I'm supposed to feed the fucking oh, yeah, world? You put the picture on I Facebook. I put the picture on Facebook. And everybody's that's you, like, that's how you get caught. Oh, I didn't get an invite. Yeah. Oh, can I come over? Can I get a plate? 
No, motherfucker. New inbox. Who this? <laughs> <laughs> Not on Facebook. I'm definitely finding your inbox next time. <laughs> oh, I couldn't get a plate. Oh, Sorry, I have hungry children. I <laughs> How was your weekend, Mary? It was good. I was in uh, Dayton, Ohio at a comedy club called Wiley's Comedy Club down there. It's a smaller room. Um, show up. What I mean, it wasn't great, but it was also um, graduation weekend. Yeah. So it, And it was nice as shit. They had like an outdoor mm-hmm. Motown band on this big like plaza yeah. on Friday night. Oh, and shit. so it was like a free outdoor concert with food trucks and stuff. And then, yeah, and everybody outside. They, like, and then Saturday was graduation. Nice, so yeah. it was just, the, the numbers weren't great, but it was a really fun time. It was a good time. It sounds um, good, though. Yeah, and I drove home yesterday and my boyfriend and myself and his daughter hung out and we did like errands. We like went to the home goods store to get new pillows. Oh, wow. and, yeah, that kind oh, of shit. You know, we're like looking for little knickknacks because we moved in together just a couple months ago. So we're still filling all the spaces. And yeah. It has been really tough. And I tell when everyone's like, well, I'm not even going to lie. Because people are like, oh my God, is it amazing? Is it blissful? And I was right. like, no. no <laughs> like, I love, him. Opposite, yeah. I love him and he loves me and we are figuring it out, but we are very opposite people. And I've lived alone for five years and mm-hmm. he's lived alone for two and a half. So like trying to blend yeah. together and when we each have our own things and being in lot. each other's space. Yeah. yeah. I tell people, I'm like, it's definitely improving our communication. That's because weird. when you get into a disagreement, there's nowhere to fucking go. I'll go in the front room, you go in the back room, oh, you know. But it, it, we are figuring it out. So it's been a couple months, and we're starting to hit a rhythm. But well, those first good. few weeks, I was like, we're never gonna make it. Yeah, like there's no. You'd be looking way. at them like you should just die because right? you know what? Damn. Why are you home again? Because it's so hard <laughs> with oh people in gosh. your space. Like you just don't like. First of all. Just the slightest thing can annoy the life out of oh, you. Because yeah. it, it breaks up your rhythm. About, yeah, yes. something that you didn't even understand was a thing for somebody else because you've already had this set up, you know, mm-hmm. it's just like it's living annoying. alone for five years. I didn't realize how big of rhythms and routines I had gotten into. So little shit throwing it off where I'm just like, like I like a quiet house at night. I talk all day long. I go to radio and I talk and that's all I do. And he's the kind of person who as soon as he gets home, he turns the TV on. And I, I just don't like ambient noise. I would yeah. rather sit and either be like reading a book or doing a puzzle or working on stand-up. Like I like a quiet, quiet house. Not that it's loud or anything, right. but it's I've never point, you know? I've never been a big TV person. Oh so it's like, God. okay, we have two living rooms. You can go be in there. Well, then why do we live together? Because I yeah. want to be with you. you know what I mean? <laughs> but we do different shit. Right. Well, that's exactly what it is. He's like watching oh, all yeah. these, but he's one of those like murder documentary people. Mm-hmm. So he's super into like true crime and it's horrible shit. And I'm like, this all really happened? Like, yeah. it's disturbing to me. He's like, yeah, isn't that fucked up? Like, he's like, <laughs> <"Is it?" Yeah. laughs> But yeah, so I mean, yeah, we're we're finding our rhythm moving in together. So we're doing a lot of a lot of the weekends that I am home is house stuff. That's so cool. we're figuring yeah. that all out. But yeah, so it was a good day, and then back to work today. Yeah. Amanda said, uh, "My girl is DJing at the club Saturday. Y'all come through, bring the greens and Mac." <laughs> <laughs> uh, what club? Let me know. <laughs> right, and then uh, uh, Ashley T was like, "I'm not wasting my time in your inbox. I'm just gonna slide on through." <laughs> in the food line behind the fam, and then Amanda was like, "Mary, I'm not, I'm not allowed." She's, oh, she said, "Mary, I'm allowed to say this. That's white girl shit buying throw pillows with you." <laughs> I love it. 
but I hate it. <laughs> it really is, man. That's the way all of our weekends are like home decor shit. Well, listen, that's like the perfect TikTok shit because I feel like oh, those yeah. videos go like viral, like the stupidest shit. Like you're in Home Goods. He picks up one pillow, you pick up a pillow, and then you have a pillow fight, and then yeah. whoever wins, that's the pillow that's that makes yeah, all the right, dollars. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Ashley T was like, good thing neither uh, neither of you two have OCD. Yeah, she got OCD. I just sit there. I don't give a shit. She used to not watch TV until she got with me, so. Listen, I used to have OCD really bad. My mom came over, and she was like, looking at my house, I was sick as fuck. My house was dirty, and she's like, all right. you don't have OCD anymore, do you? Yeah. <laughs> Like, no, I have another disease. I don't know what it is. I don't have time for OCD. Yeah. Oh, shit. Let's get into the one childhood Mm -hmm. memories. We always like to let the Caltrans get into our past a little bit. Uh, My one childhood memory, since it is graduation season, is going to be about graduation. Um, I went to, I graduated from Bedford High School and I graduated in 96. I don't give a fuck. I am old. Um, But that was the year they built. (laughs) Fuck you, Mary. <laughs> that was the year they built the brand new stadium, like brand new, real fucking nice. So they had the bright idea because every graduation was at fucking Severance Hall, but they had the bright idea. Oh, we got a brand new stadium. They're gonna graduate in the, uh, in the stadium, and of course that year it did what? Rain. Fucking rain. Mm-hmm. So we were in the gym, and then the overflow was in our auditorium. Uh, so we're in the hallways, like by the gym, getting ready. And they're like, all right, everybody get in line. Don't be too loud. I'm like, fuck y'all. Fuck this shit. Give me my motherfucking diploma. I don't give a fuck. I'm about to be grown. I'm about to graduate. Give me my shit, bitch. And then they was like, calm down, Sean. I was like, fuck you. You calm down. Let's go get this shit over with. So I got my diploma and walked the stage. Luckily, I mean, what they was gonna do? I was already we was, we was done. Mm-hmm. Just no. give me my paper. No, they would have been like, "You can't nope. walk. We'll hand you your all, shit." All, all my shit them. was paid. Fuck them. Give me my <laughs> shit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you anything? Nope. I don't owe them fucking nothing. Give right. me my paper. Amanda gonna say, "Law graduation." Let me pour myself a drink. I'm old as fuck. Y'all got me in my feelings. SCT was like, I still don't watch TV. You ask me all the time what happened. I don't know. I'm too busy ignoring it. <laughs> Looking out the window, I just want to be next to you on the couch. That's what I do. <laughs> He'll be on the couch watching some TV, and I do uh, Sudoku puzzles. That's like my, some people crosswords. If I can't read if there's noise, I don't really like that. So it's hard I'll, to function. It's so yeah. hard. So like the, the puzzles, I'll just sit there and do my puzzle, and I'm just right, like yeah. ignoring his shit. But yeah, that's for real. That's He's the- like, did you see that? I'm like, no, I don't care. My house is so quiet. I hear my neighbor's my music. My house is so quiet. And sometimes I'll call him and be like, you working on that same song? Right, <laughs> still? Not done. Not done, huh? No so it's the same as yesterday. Need me to I come over? Because <laughs> um, I need something new at least. Like, right. if I got to hear this shit. Give me one literally child. literally across the street. Give me one childhood memory, Miss KT. Mm-hmm. I'll do a graduation one since you did. Okay. It's a little fucked up, but it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. So um, I had my son my senior year of high school. And so my mom is keeping him so that I can go to graduation rehearsal, right? So at graduation rehearsal, it's like the real deal. You got to wear all your shit. You take Mm -hmm. your pictures, you know, it's like official. So I'm like excited because like now this is, it's official. I'm graduating like the next night or whatever. So I run home to go pick up my son from my mom. And I just walk in her room to like excitedly tell her about, you know, all the shit that's happening. And I got these awards and whatever. Open the door. She was fucking my dad. Hey, get in, move the table. With my son in the bed sleep. Oh, shit. So I walk in. So not a lot of movement then. I mean, I don't listen. I'm still disturbed today. <laughs> <laughs> I open the door, 
My dad's ass is in the air. I'm like, oh, y'all fucking close the door. Wait, my baby's in there. Close the door. Give me my damn son. Close the door. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to lose Oh, my God. Because you're like, I want my kid out of this situation. And my mom's like, it. he's sleeping anyway. <laughs> ah, what in the world? <laughs> He was sleeping through the fucking. Well, that, that would be a good time. For, <laughs> <laughs> that would be a good time That's for the lion. That's why they got two kids and shit. Listen, <laughs> he been wanting to do this. He's like, why do I keep having these fucking dreams? Like, <laughs> Every time I go to sleep, and something sexual oh, happens. Shit. I don't even understand. That's fucking hilarious. Hilarious. I always picked with them about that. Like that's so fucking. Yeah, that's funny as hell. It's crazy. Mary, give us one childhood memory. I'll do a graduation mm. too. So everyone in my family did a thing for graduation, right? Like like a prank almost. Mm-hmm. My one older brother, uh, when he went up and he shook the, uh, I almost said pastor, <laughs> the, principal. <laughs> the principal's hand, and he wouldn't let go. Mm. So he they were like calling names. There was like six people on the phone. He did not let go. He's shaking his hand, shaking his hand. Shaking his hand. That's hilarious. So that's my oldest brother. <clears throat> Excuse me, that's something I threw. That's my oldest brother. My other brother got his diploma and then sprinted out of the auditorium. Just took it and ran. Ran down the aisle, ran out the building nice. and down the street. Out. Yeah. And that's so hilarious. then I was like, what am I gonna do? I don't know what to do. Like, what's gonna do my pain? Right. Right. Yeah. So what I did is I fell. I like fake fell. You know, so like I walked up the stairs and then I like caught my foot. So I like hit yeah. the floor and my hat went flying and everyone's like, oh, you know. And um, so That's I did hilarious. that, and then my younger sister Dougie, that was her thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> my so son and dad don't they ask. They have dope family tradition. Yeah. Everybody's like, everybody do something, do yeah. some kind of a prank or something like that. But yeah, That's my cousin did the fake fall, mm-hmm. and it looked so real. It just came up in my memories from like eight years ago or whatever. But the shit was hilarious because uh, I teach at the school that he graduated from. So he looks at me and he goes like. So I can Film, record. Yeah. yeah. Right. So I take my camera out and then he's like next in line. As soon as they call his name, he does the like oh me, like it's right, my right, turn. Right. And he's like so excited. He's waving to the crowd. He takes a step up and then does the uh, yeah. and he does like a full he's like six three. He like falls, stretches Rolls. out, like catches himself, uh-huh. dusts himself off, like and then he starts limping. <laughs> <laughs> He put on a show. That's like a full show. Yeah. The whole crowd That's is hilarious. dying because he's hilarious. And then the principal's like, you're okay. And he's like, I think I'll make it. <laughs> oh, shit. Everybody's like, you did it on purpose. He's like, I would never do that. Oh, no, Zach. I'm clumsy. Yeah. <laughs> that is hilarious. All right. We got to uh, do flowers while they're still here. So instead of being conditioned to give uh, people flowers while they're dead and gone. We like to give people flowers while they're still here so they can smell the roses. Uh, I got two flowers uh, because my first flowers is going to my niece, uh, Phoebe Boyd. She is graduating today. Right now. Uh, probably walked across the stage already. They started at seven. So um, congratulations. <laughs> niece always always tell her she's my favorite niece and she was like oh that's so sweet oh and then she was like wait i'm your only niece i was like ah gotcha (laughs) and i was like but you're still my favorite so no i just remember the first time i met her she was so fucking honorary i think she was like three years old when i first met her because they stayed in uh, kansas city and she was just so fucking honorary 
and so irritating, but grew up to be a beautiful young lady. And I'm so proud of you, Phoebe. So you definitely getting your flowers today, Nisi. You're still my favorite, Nisi. Uh, my second flowers are going to you, Mary. Um, I got to give you flowers because of the journey you have been through. I remember when you first started and came on the scene and you would ask me for some information or advice um, and I would just, you know, give you whatever I had. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I never held back or anything like that. And this to see your progression um, and your growth in stand up. It's a beautiful <laughs> thing. And then. Uh, the last time I, like I said, the one, the time before Thursday I seen you was at the Funny Stop, and well, we was just doing crowd work, and um, I wasn't gonna go up. I was uh, actually contemplating like, what the fuck am I really doing? Am I still doing this shit? Am I really gonna keep doing this? And like, what the fuck? And I just was like, went to the Funny Stop, didn't know what's going on. They did the crowd work shit, and got up there and was just lighting that shit up. And then you were like, that is what I remember. Mm-hmm how you was you was just killing that fucking crowd and and it made me feel so good and i was like yeah i'm glad i went up and i'm still doing the shit i need to be fucking doing but your growth um in stand-up has been so fun to watch and then getting on the radio and then i remember when your dad died i reached out to you and told you if you got any you want to talk i'm here because i went through that with my parents and uh, I'm still going to be here for you. And you are still so fucking funny. So I wish you the best. Keep fucking grinding. Thank you. You made me good. If you need a feature, I believe me. I know I headline, but I'm not above coming to feature. So oh, thank let's you, ride it out. You're getting your flowers today, man. Who next? Uh, I'm, I'm going to give my flowers to my cousin. I tagged her in the chat. Um, she's my cousin by marriage, but she's my favorite cousin's wife. And she feels sometimes more like family than some of my actual blood family. Mm-hmm. Um, she just had a birthday. She lives in Atlanta. She's the type, like I, I hit her up, like, I got a super layover in Atlanta. What you doing? She's like, mm-hmm. shit, picking you up. What we doing? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you got that? I'm on my way. What's right. up? And so like my old cousin couldn't pick me up and she's like, oh, I'm there. Like what? So we went to slutty vegan, had the best time. They are fucking hilarious. Uh, my drink was a bougie hoe. Yeah. Nice. Oh my god. I heard that shit is so fucking good. I hear so many people talking about it, slutty vegan. I have too. The food and experience, like it's just, it's so much fun because you come up and they're like, "What can we help you with today?" Right? Mm-hmm. And then you start ordering. And they're like, "She want a bougie hoe." Hey, hey. And the whole, all the workers get the yeah. they like music. Right, they right. ringing bells. Like it's hilarious. Awesome. Nice. She got like a rich auntie, and it's like a like a white Zinfandel or something, yeah. you know, like, yeah. but it's just, it was such a good time. And, you know, we hung out for a few hours and she took me back to the airport, but that's always her, you know, and I lived nice. in Charlotte. I was like, I have nothing to do, especially like when uh, my kids first started going with their dad and I had like a kid free weekend and yeah. didn't know what to do. She's like, come to the ATL. She had like three hour drive. I'd pull yeah. up and we'd hang out, you know, she always, we had the best time. One time we drove to Boston, 10 hour, like, you know, she just, She's always been my go-to, you know. Nice. And so, Ilona Jackson, Lane, I love you. Happy belated birthday. Hey. You're getting your flowers today. Hey. That's what's up. Mary, who you want to give some flowers to? Girl? Oh, my goodness. Who should I give some flowers to? I'm going to give some flowers to my sister, my younger sister. Her and I have breakfast today. She's going through it right now. And she's you talk about someone being your rock. Her 
name is tattooed on my foot. You know what oh, I mean? Shit. Like we got matching tattoos when she That's turned dope. 18 and everything like that. And so I know she's been having a little bit of a rough time lately and a rough go at things and, you know, just life shit, not even anything big, but it's just, mm -hmm. you know, you get in those ruts. So yeah. Lane, I'll send you some flowers, babe. Hey, <laughs> you give me your flowers, sis. All right. All right. Let's get into uh, one of these topics. We got to at least do one. I know we, uh, we've been talking. It, go, it goes so fucking fast because that's how we do on the couch. It'd be so fun. So uh, we're going to do why the discrimination. All right. What's up? Uh, so um, this is because we always touch on subjects that um, can be a little you know, taboo or things like that, but it's something we need to talk about. So lately, they um so this is the thing so um it was a uh black woman that is rich i think she's famous as well uh recently married a white guy right oh take a sumpner okay yes yeah. and she was getting a lot of praise for that and then wait you don't know who tika is no i don't think oh i know who is she Go she's ahead. an actress she's an actress mm -hmm. oh, okay and she's gorgeous oh okay and she's oh no yeah they, they did say she was gorgeous i didn't yeah. know I, they said the name i just couldn't remember because it was just so much shit going on yeah but then it's like uh like basketball players oh, or I know football players yeah, when you see her you're like, yeah, yeah 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 or or rich black man when they marry a white woman they get criticized so it's like why did the black woman get praised but then the black man get criticized why is that continuing to fucking happen in 2022? Let me tell you why, or is this like a rhetorical question? No, it's like, <laughs> no, he wants to talk about let's, it. Yeah, let's discuss it. Let's discuss it because it, it's been I'm something. It's, it's been something else that happened too. Because uh, Bronny, Bronny James, LeBron James Jr. Yeah, um, he just went to prom at uh, Sierra Canyon uh, High School, and they uh, were dragging him on fucking Twitter. And a whole bunch of other things because he went to prom with a white girl. Right. And they literally were talk was talking shit to a fucking kid. Yeah, he's like, a, right. we talked about this on yeah, our he's definitely show. still a baby. Like he's, yeah, he's, you know, fucking a just because your dad is someone doesn't mean shit. You're still 17. Yeah. So you know? then they looked up LeBron James's prom pictures and his first prom, he went with a white girl. It was like, oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. And cause it was like somebody was like, uh, uh, what did they say? Somebody on Twitter was like, oh, bro, she white, white. Like, what is that? There's an off Right. Mm -hmm. Eggshell. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. And then somebody else was like, oh, should have got a black queen like his dad. And it's just, uh, then it was like, oh, lost another black king to, to a money hungry white girl. And then it was like, Brian got to do better shaking my head. So it's like, why are we continuing to do this in 2022? So the game, it came to... Uh, Bronny's Rescue? Yeah, because Dr. Umar, um, that motherfucker is... The like, most irrelevant, woke nigga I've ever met. Ever. He's oh like, uh, no disrespect. Which right. means he's about to get disrespected. Right, yeah. right immediately. It's always the key word. Yes. The key word. No like, offense. But right. yeah. <laughs> makes no fucking sense. He's like, but yo, LeBron, I thought you were an activist. And so the game was like literally a child in his prom date. LeBron made it out the mud to provide a better life for his children. And if his son wants to go to prom with someone of any race, he can. It's his child and evidently both parents from both sides are fine with it. Kids are and will always be off limits. Worry about yours. Right, right. Niggas always got something to project on others, but be scared to look in the mirror at themselves. Call him out, game. He say no disrespect, <laughs> then disrespects. Right. Shaking my head. So 
But like, I don't, it's twenty twenty two. Why are we still on this shit? So, so the problem is there's this fear in the black woman community, right? Mm -hmm. That there are not enough good black men. So if our black men choose white women, their women are going to run out of options because nine times out of 10, black women don't date outside of their race. They feel like they don't, they're not allowed to. Like there's this stigma of we have to protect the culture type of thing. So the idea is that if a man does it because he's free enough to do it, it's almost like a slap in the face because black women are only choosing black men and black men are choosing from whoever they want to. Mm-hmm. So then it limits your options when you only choose, you know, one race. Okay. And then if you're only dating black men, right, then that shrinks down your opportunities. And then you're only dating a certain type of black men. You don't want them gay. You don't want them in jail. Shit, you want the nigga to have a job. Oh, shit, girl. Where are you going to find this nigga? Own <laughs> um, uh, house, own car. Oh, own oh, house job. and car. Good, Good job. Girl, you in the top 5%. What you working with? <laughs> what do you do? Yeah. Don't, don't want a project. You Listen, know, still want to be independent. Like, And then... They get these sorry niggas because that's only one that they go search into the trash, dust off a nigga, and then be like, I don't know why we're having so many problems. Like, bitch, <laughs> But anyway, um, it bothers me that people are still so limited in their mindset, right? Yes. Um, I hate when people only date certain people. Okay. Like if a black man tells me, oh, I only date white women, bitch, fuck you. Right. You're probably not the type I want anyway. But you know, like, don't be so limited that. I only do this or I right. only, you know, yeah. right. but they, who you want to mm-hmm. People do that. I think like it's, really, it's ridiculous. It's, I don't know. Not even just with race though, like with, uh, hair color, I mm-hmm. only date blondes or yeah. I only yeah. date that. Like you're, and I'm, I'm guilty of this before I got with my boyfriend, he was chasing me for like a year. And I was like, you're not my type. You're not my type. I don't like skinny guys. Like, and that's, I've never dated skinny guys and right. he was a skinny guy. So I immediately wrote him off. Without, like, even, yeah. without even really knowing him. Right. And it's because I don't like skinny guys. And then I get to know him and I'm like, oh, okay. And like then you're you, awesome and I've been right. blocking it all this time. And then yeah. you find out tall skinny guys have the best dick. And you're oh like, my God. Have I been for the last? Like tearing up your insides. And you're like, <laughs> shit. I was like, I know this. I was talking to a gay friend of mine. And he goes, yeah, it is. Yeah. Like we've known this the whole time. I was like, I didn't. I didn't I know that. Dating, like so, short, stocky dudes. Like, my fuck. cousin was like, did you look at his ankles? Girl, you know his big big. And I was just like, what? She said the ankles. I don't know what I don't know what the measurement of ankles to circumference is. Yeah, there's know. a ratio. Yeah, there's something <laughs> ratio. She instantly saw it though. She was like, people be looking at the feet. That bitch is wrong. Look at them ankles. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, them ankles that you know, he gonna put it down. Right. Oh, oh, shit. Well, you got good ankles. Oh shit. <laughs> That's hilarious. It like, sucks if you're trying to date in the wintertime, though. Like, I know. Hey, put your pants up. Not down. Up. I want to see. Where the Uggs at? Get them off. Let me see what you. That's why I want you to take your shoes off at the house so they can see the makeup. Right. Oh, right. shit. That's hilarious. You're like, only cutting yourself yeah. off. That's all, that's all I was trying to say. Is that if you don't open your mind, you never know what you're doing. Oh, yeah, you're, really, you're really limiting yourself, which I think is one reason why so many black women are single. Uh-huh. Because you have these ideas in your head. Oh, I can't date white guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't date a, you know, like you just have all these limits and then you put so many restrictions and then you, you don't leave the house or you don't go anywhere that you're going to find any of these right. people. Right. So then what, op- you know, what options do you have? So do you think that is almost a form of like backwards white supremacy? 
in a form because I, I will like because if they say I will only date a black man, you know what I'm saying? Because you know white supremacist thinks that you shouldn't date out of your race ever. Right. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, but we trying to get rid of racism. Right. But then you keeping it going by only dating a certain color or certain race. You know what I'm saying? You're not broadening your horizon. I only date females with pussy. I mean, you know, that's just... Do they have to have it like at birth or can they buy one? No, they, they <laughs> it has to come out in birth. Oh, you know, okay. Like, you taking birth certificates? I mean, it, it had to come out it had to come out womb with pussy, so you know. <laughs> and, I, and, and I'm take, I'm taking and Ashley Ooh. T was like, I'm not white, I'm more of a porcelain. Listen. And, and glow in the dark. Best friend, you got that Iris, she really got black girl mal magic sprinkled all over, or maybe in there. I don't know what y'all do. <laughs> so she's all right with one me. Time. Can we get a glitter one time? One time. Glitter. Yay. <laughs> you didn't do it though. Come on, we got to do it right. You ready? Glitter. <laughs> I think it's a stigma that people have carried for way too long. Way too long. Right. And I am very guilty of this. I am so not interested in white boys that when they talk to me, I feel like, a, like I even got a joke about it. Like, that's not my flavor. Mm -hmm. But then one of them, he was so sexy with the tattoos. And I just was like, oh, shit. Mm -hmm. Come here, white boy. Let me go. <laughs> because if you don't get out of this self-created yeah. box, yeah. then what the fuck? Your life is going to be so limited. And you're going to be like, 55 talking about some shit. I want to get married. And you think of the who? Like, who you gonna meet? Where right. you gonna yeah. You got a list 10 miles yeah. long. Yeah. What are you gonna do with it? Yeah. There's three people in the whole world who meet this list. Like, <laughs> yeah. you're, yeah. Never gonna come, you're not gonna go cross paths with them because right. shit, one of them's white. You know, where you gonna sit? You know? that, that damn list is crazy. Like, I, I dated a girl and she was like, oh, I had a list and you checked off every box on my list. You should have ran right then. You knew that bitch was crazy. I mean, we not together, but still. I mean, it's still. Like, you had a list and like literally wrote a list down and was like, you checked off every box. I'm not even. It's like, I haven't done that. I've done that. You before. had a list before? My guy friend told me to do it and I, I was going to try it and I just was like, this is weird. <laughs> I mean, it's so weird. I had a girlfriend of mine. It was actually right when I was debating. So my boyfriend and I dated uh, for like for a few weeks and then I got really busy on the road and we broke up in 2019 and we got back together in 2020 and in what I call the off season which he does not think is funny in the off season I was thinking about getting back with him and I talked to a girlfriend of mine who um, is a step mom and I was you know him having a daughter was a kind uh, of a concern yeah. and she was like well, you should make a list she was like make a list unapologetic you don't have to show it to anybody and she goes if it's only five things or if it's 30 things just list everything you want in a partner and it could be just something as easy as funny or you know yeah. and just list what you want and then order it in order of importance so if this thing's super important you like a non-negotiable he has to have a job say that's like yes absolutely right. number one this has to be a thing right. and then you put it in order of importance and then you get to the little shit at the bottom where you're like oh blonde hair or skinny like but none yeah. of that shit actually matters <laughs> so she actually suggested it to me as kind of like a 
figure out what you want yeah. because you have no idea what you want right now. You right. Know? And I think that was helpful. Mm -hmm. But when you go into it with a 25 thing list and someone yeah. has to check every single box, yeah. that's a little excessive. So let me tell you, I was kind of shocked. I'm like, how did I fucking check off every fucking box? Like, there's no way I'm not it, fucking perfect. It I'm depends on what boxes, yeah, tall, dark. She didn't have handsome on that bitch. So oh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Those shots, man. Those shots. <laughs> Tell me what the fuck. Golly, she was shooting. Like, tall and dark. I mean, damn. You want it all? You just mm -hmm. said you're not perfect. Mm -hmm. But uh, when I was, I got a divorce, right? I put air quotes because we got back together. But when we were getting back together, I gave this nigga a list, like of all the shit he had to do before we got back together. Mm -hmm. This nigga did everything on that list, and then within a year and a half, I just was like, "You still ain't shit. Get out of my house." Who made this and when people ask me like do you have a type and i'll be like no not really and then it's funny because ashley was like you really don't have a type no because my first wife was darker than me yes. even even with the, the the shade that i have now was darker than me <laughs> and my second wife was mm. uh, was very pale, redhead, skinny as shit, and that didn't work. So it's like I really don't have a type. Like my type is a female that came out at birth with a vagina. Like I mean, <laughs> if they can I mean, make me laugh better. and smile that's sometimes, better. shit. That's better. I mean, might as well, you know. What's better? To not have a type. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> You don't want to limit yourself. Right. No. And I am, uh, I won't say proud to take a something there because, you know, whatever. But choose who you want in right. this life. Yes. Yeah. And so that's like Tay did call a lot of slack when everybody first Tay found Diggs. out. Yeah. Tay Diggs. Because mm -hmm. well, he, he's married to a white woman. And he had the best response. And he said, I didn't go looking for a white woman. Right. I My for heart found love yep. that happened to be in this white woman. Mm -hmm. You know? Right. And he's like, that's what mattered to me. Like yep. I wasn't saying I'm not dating black women because he's right. dated black women, yep. white women, Asian, you know, my heart found love, you know. And so that's my whole thing with you anybody, you with gay and with. transgender. Yeah. And listen, mm -hmm. when your heart finds that connection, that's so rare for people, mm -hmm. I'd be damned if somebody be like, oh, you bitch, you can't do that. I'm sorry. Right. That doesn't, right. you know, yep. the one time in life you find it. So people yeah. ask like, what if your sons are gay? Them going to be the gayest, most flawless niggas. They not. I don't think that one. Question, but they like, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but that's the idea. You know. <laughs> but it's the idea of, you know, that one thing people are always searching for. And then yeah. you're going to limit it, you know. You'd rather so, be lonely. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think the, the, the clothes we did a couple of weeks ago sums it up. It says, uh, the one does not exist. But the one you choose to do life with does. Right. So whoever and whoever is, you don't enjoy it with, that's right. Whoever that is, find that one man and stick with them and don't let them go. So listen, most of the time it's whichever one decides to put up with your bullshit. That's really what it is. Yeah. I'm a fucking emotional train wreck. Yeah. And listen. I know that. I always have been. I am so emotional. And that is really hard for people to handle. Cause like you talk about those like ups and downs and roller coasters. I feel 
very, very, like I'm a big heart and I feel everything wholeheartedly, yeah, but right. it's also on my sleeve. I can't cover shit up. Yeah. When I'm mad, I'm mad right now yeah. and we're going to deal with it right, right now. now. Yeah. Yes, I'm not putting it away. I'm not waiting until we leave the party. Like yeah. we're doing this right Excuse now. Excuse me, did you piss me off at the party? Come here. Come here. <laughs> and my boyfriend is great with that. He's very patient. He knows how to talk me down. Like he is, you know, so even the little shit, like when I talk about moving in together yeah. and us being in each other's space, that's a little shit that doesn't really matter right. because yeah. when I'm on my craziness and, and I'm having a horrible he pulls, day, yeah. he knows exactly what to say yeah. and exactly how to be there. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, the dishwasher's not that big of a deal. That's my favorite dope. Jay-Z line. He said, I don't the care so how house not that big of a deal. That didn't make the blueprint oh. or it should have though, because that's yeah. a very important topic. But um, he was talking about, you know, him and Beyonce was going through it. And he's like, I don't care if the house is on fire. I'm not leaving. Like, if we we going through this shit, we're about to go through it right, right yeah. now. And nobody's going anywhere until right. we can figure it the fuck out. So. Uh, uh, Ashley T was like both Miss KT talking about the black girl magic uh, <laughs> that, that sprinkled inside and outside. Yeah, I got it. Thanks for that glitter. And then she said, "I'm." She said, "I am definitely a type. I'm a type of amazing." Right? <laughs> that is right. She is. So that. listen, in case y'all wondering, I don't know if I'm hot flashing or not. But this bitch is hot as fuck right now. I can't fuck shit. I'm gonna start taking more shit off. I tried to turn the air on, but I didn't hear the shit turn. Around. That's funny. I don't know. Ooh, take it off. <laughs> hey, don't out. start. I ain't wrong the Please face in a minute. Uh, we can change that. Hey, I live Fuck ready. Hate, y'all. <laughs> All right, we, we gotta do my favorite subject before we. Wait, wait, wait. We're not done. Okay. So with, when it comes to Bronny, right? Because LeBron okay. did date a white girl um, in high school. And that's who he first went to prom with to the point that when he brought Savannah over, I said, oh, shit, what happened to the white bitch? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, we really thought the white bitch right. was who was going with him to the NBA. Yeah, because people, that, people like, don't know. Like, you know him personally. Yeah, like, like I grew like, I can say the girl's name. That's how grew up, I remembered, yeah. like, the whole situation. Yeah. But um, I feel like, and I don't know, you know, there's such a pressure for people like him that even if he wanted to make that choice, he might not have just to please everybody else you know sometimes Mm. there's such a stigma in the black community that they will literally turn against you which we've seen right and that's why this comment is coming out right like they are offended that Bronnie made this choice but they are applauding that Tika Sumpner can make this choice right because in their minds it's what's acceptable Right. right not that he's a 17 year old kid living around rich people and there's probably not a whole lot of black girl options to choose from. And the girl he chose was like really pretty. Like this is a really, you know, and you want him to go choose some regular Joe Schmo so you can approve it instead of somebody like he wants to enjoy. Like it's but then just a you know, weird You know they defended idea. that though. You know of they, course, always. Because they was like, oh, there's a lot of black girls at Sierra High School. I mean, maybe. <laughs> I mean, you know. But why can't he choose who but that might not be the one he wants? Who he gets exactly. along with, right. who he has fun with. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And if I'm being honest, right? Because I go through this with you know, I pick with people all the time. I've heard how mean black girls can be, like growing up, and they talk about you like a dog, and then those are the ones you're supposed to choose. No, bitch, you talked about my mama. I'm never dating you. <laughs> <laughs> so I just feel like, you know, we we put this these limits on people based on your own perspectives yeah. that you have no right to do. Like right. let people It's just putting life. your shit on someone else. Yeah. 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 
And then it just stinks up the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The moral of the story is mind your own fucking business. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mind you another daddy for all the damn kids. Is that worrying about who he taking the prom? Right. Worry about why your daughter going to prom but not graduating, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> some real shots because oh, i love ronnie don't do him he's a sweet kid don't, right don't do right all right let's let's get it we got to get it all right crazy funny fucked, fucked up, up new What you got for us? So this week in crazy, funny, fucked up news. Florida man calls police to verify his meth is authentic. Woo! Yes, amen. <laughs> what better way to check, though? I mean, seriously. Hey, have you guys heard of this stuff? <laughs> <laughs> you get it from this corner and this corner because I need to know if it's good or not. <laughs> oh, shit. Most drug users tend to keep their dealings under wraps. But one Florida man was arrested after allegedly calling police to check the authentic. Uh, to yep. make sure his meth was authentic. <laughs> Authenticity. <laughs> Not right now. <laughs> That's why that fucking lion was like, nigga, you ain't sleep. <laughs> In the Facebook post uh, from Hernando County Sheriff's Office, authorities claim Spring Hill, Florida resident Thomas Eugene Colucci Stupid. dialed 911 to test his wow. meth. Uh, saying that he bought it from a bar and Colucci told dispatch officers <laughs> he purchased the drugs from a male person at a local bar. Mm-hmm. After using the drug, Colucci believed he had been sold bath salts instead of meth. Woo! The report goes on to state Colucci allegedly told officers as, a, as an experienced drug user who has used <laughs> meth prior, he knew what it should feel like. <laughs> <laughs> Florida man even produced two dime bags containing white crystals like substance, which he handed over to the deputy, the report claims, telling the officer that, that, he, did, that he did not want other drug users to purchase fake meth. Colucci asked to have his drugs tested for um, to make sure they're authentic. Oh Deputies arrested Colucci at the scene. Officer did eventually test the two baggies surrendered by Colucci, both of which tested positive for meth. <laughs> That's so funny you say that. You're like, how good is the meth? I called the cops. <laughs> I tattled on my <laughs> like, so good. I wanted to make sure that this, right. this don't feel like my other man. <laughs> That's I mean, too good. He really been doing bath salts for years. Pretty much. Yeah. That's a good method. I was like, this don't feel like my normal. Oh, shit. shit. That shit's hilarious. So, <laughs> crazy. Of course, he was charged with possession of meth- uh, methamphetamine, possession of drug paraphernalia in two counts, and set bond at uh, $7,000. Uh, in a statement, the Hernando County Sheriff's Office wrote, if you or someone you know have doubts about the authenticity of any illegal narcotics, you have on hand or have obtained from another person please feel free that to contact sense. us because we provide the service free of charge yeah yeah you know, it's only gonna cost you three to five right yeah oh, what did you see now they're selling them um fentanyl test strips to put it into like coke and stuff. and and yeah, narcan. Test it and, see. Yeah. and they sell Car- narcan they want you to carry the so now they they don't want they don't mind if you do drugs. 
as long as you have your fanny pouch with your Narcan and your test strips, you know, whatever else you need, some medicine, some smelling salts. I think that that's a good thing to a certain extent. I mean, it is really. We're not going to stop people from doing it. Yeah. So at least try to do it safely. Yeah. You know? That's hilarious. It's really like, um, y'all want to play a game? Um, how long is it gonna take? It's not gonna take. White. Well, I mean, we we not gonna play. We heard the last name. We not gonna play what color he is. I mean, it's a little racist, but Mr. Colucci has an Italian vibe. I mean, come on now, that's a little too easy. And then black people not gonna call the police to test their fucking drugs. I mean, come on now. You said that one out. Yeah, does drugs be like? Bro, this. Oh, <laughs> All right, I, I sent you the picture. Put, put the picture up real quick. I'm gonna turn the screen. Turn the screen so they can see it uh, before we get out of here. I'm, it's only one question, so uh, I want y'all to see the picture first. Uh, it'll show up on. Did you you got it yet, or just turn? Yeah. Okay, is it in the chat? I mean, uh, on the thing yet, so they can see it because they got to be able to see it so they can. All right, here we go. All right. Okay. So I'll wait for it to come up on y'all screen or we just turn turn the screen for him. Oh, there we go. No, I came up. Somebody named Dub is in here. That? Yeah, Dub in the building. What up, Dub? Uh, <laughs> y'all see the picture? That's what he typed. Yeah, Dub I see him. Yeah, okay. we see it. All right. How old is Eugene Colucci? Oh, shit. He yeah. is. He's in. He's in. Uh, he knows he does enough meth that he knows when it doesn't taste right. <laughs> so I'm going to say he is 34. 34. Okay. Mary Santor says 34. You're he looks a looks lot older. older he yeah. looks a lot older, but I'm going to blame that on the drugs. Ashley T. Ashley T says 48. He's probably 21 or some stupid yeah, shit. Yeah, right. 19. <laughs> <laughs> they got him from underage meth, like <laughs> possession of him uh, as a minor or some shit. So Mary said thirty-four. He Ashley does look says like he's in his forty-eight. 50s. He does, like he looks like a solid fifty-two. Yeah. So what do you say, Miss KT? She said fifty. Oh. Um, Dub said fifty-six in the face. My oh, cousin said forty-one. Okay. 41. Oh, prayers and healing right. energy to my cousin Alicia. That's who commented Virgo pressure. Okay, what's up, Virgo? Prayers and healing. Shout out to the Virgos. Guys. Y'all petty for that. All right. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say he my age and just had a hard life. I'm going to say he's 42. 42. Now, I'm, now I'm doing the 10 buck too because she said 41. Timmy, what do you say? I'm going to say 37. 37. I was going to say 40. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, Ashley T said 48. Mary said 34. KT said 42. Timmy said 37. Virgo said 41. One of you oh, is exactly right. Oh. Dun, 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 dun. He is 41 years old. Oh. Woo! Yeah, he looks bad. So he looks really bad. I feel nosy ass know that. Right <laughs> on top though. I didn't even know she right. was on listening. She All just right. popped on like, oh, right. out of nowhere. It's a game. Right. I don't like the way. What we do? All right, Mary, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having you. me, guys. Give out your social medias if you want anybody to follow you. Yeah, you can follow me on uh, Instagram and TikTok at Mary Santora Comedy, Twitter Mary underscore Santora, and then I'm headlining Hilarities downtown Cleveland. Hey! Hey! Yeah, I got the full weekend. When is it? <laughs> June 30th to July 2nd. Let me see. Uh, it's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I'm going to check you out. Can I come on the 2nd? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Hey, that's what's up. Can, can I get a guest?
guest spot? Can I get a guest spot? <laughs> <laughs> That's everybody's favorite order. Hey, that was Timmy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She That's said, nigga, you, did you drive five hours? Like, <laughs> I will. <laughs> she said, I'll drive somewhere and come back. Yeah. <laughs> drive around the block five hours. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. If you want to follow me, it's uh, SB Comedy on uh, Instagram, SB Comedy One on TikTok, Sean Boyd on Facebook. Uh, if you're not from Ohio, put in Sean Boyd, Ohio. There'll be a picture of me and Lil Mama. You can also follow the page, Just Therapy, the podcast on Facebook. Uh, you can hit us up in the email at justtherapypod at gmail.com. Be a patron at patreon.com uh, backslash justtherapy. Miss KT? I had to go to TikTok to look mine up. It is <laughs> MZKT underscore comedy. Oh, he was ready. My fool got 858 views. I posted that yesterday. Moving <laughs> <laughs> up in the world. Oh mm-hmm. shit! So check us out. Uh, also check us out on Spotify. We're on Spotify under Just Therapy, Google Podcasts, all that good shit too. So make sure you listen and continue to like, subscribe, rate us on Spotify, man. Rate us on Spotify. And uh, as always, we like to leave a close, something you can ponder on until the next time you hear us or see us. You uh, see us on Redline Radio on all platforms of social media. And hear us on Spotify. The close this week, and then y'all can break it down and we up out of here. Uh, the more you care about what other people think, it's harder to know what you really think and know about yourself. And I was off the dome this morning. Nobody else's. That's my yeah. shit. Hey. <laughs> All right, I, I'll read it again. Here's your ponder on. The more you care about what other people think, it's harder to know what you really think and know about yourself. Who gonna break it down first? I don't care. Well, that's kind of like what Mary was talking about with the list, right? Mm -hmm. Which is the only good thing about it is you're out here searching, but you don't even know what you're looking for because you're so confused by everybody else's thoughts and ideas and perspectives and social media and judgments. And it's just so much bullshit that you don't even know who you are at the core of your being because you're so heavily influenced by everybody else. So take a moment to kind of sort through the bullshit and figure out what do you want out of this life? At the end of the day, it's about what you are trying to achieve and accomplish, not what somebody's going to like and do and celebrate, right? Celebrate your damn self. So take a moment to kind of figure out what you find value in and then put your all into those things and that's the only thing that would make this life worth living hey yeah how you want to break it down well it actually reminded me of something my therapist said to me when i was i was struggling with grief obviously real hard after my dad died and i was caught up in what i should be doing what i should be feeling i should be doing this i should be doing that And he said, fuck should get the word should out of your mind. And this reminds me of that because that word, I should be here. I should be doing that only comes from what other people are thinking and doing. Mm -hmm. So he always say, don't should on yourself. (laughs) 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 But it's true. So just take that word out of your vocabulary because fuck should. This is where we're at. Doesn't matter where you should be. This is where you are. So let's figure out what's going on right here. And then I think it's easier to kind of wrap your mind around it in your specific position. Hey, that's like good. That. Don't like shit that. on yourself. Don't shit on yourself. <laughs> shit. I'm gonna stop shitting on myself. Shit. Right. All right, y'all. Mary, once again, thank you so thank much you for, for coming to the couch. I hope you had fun. We ran out of time and we ran out of bets.
uh, couchers. We'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, Miss Casey, you want to say anything before we get out of here? Like, peace. All right, we love y'all. Timmy, send us home. Love y'all. Peace. We out. Man, this be dope. Make a motherfucker want to rap. I can't rap, man. Hold up. Here we go. I can't rap. I really can't. But come sit down on the couch with us. Man, I can't rap. Come to the couch. Enjoy the show. Let's go.